Welcome back hey, to Talking talk Hey, Wait a what? minute. Hey, who is this? No, I want to know. Who, is this Left Hand? Zeke? Is that you? When's the last time we were on a show together? Oh, my gosh, man. You know, we, we, do, we do two years of a show together, and then all I of a sudden we just take died. turns. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't die. I was... I, I, okay, so I listened to your interview with Rob. Uh, yeah. I'll go ahead and tell the listeners. So the first day we're at SHOT Show, we go to Range Day. I'm walking around, get back to the room, my feet are a little swollen. Well, last year at SHOT Show, they swell up a little bit. I guess it's because I'm a big guy. I don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah, you're not worried about it because it happened yeah. last year. Yeah, so second day, they sw- sw- got a little bit more swollen. Wednesday night, we get back from walking around and going to meetings and everything else. From my toes to my knee was huge, bright red, and it looked like I had elephantiasis. Mm. Scared the hell out of me. So I told the two guys that were in my room, I'm like, I thought that's something you got uh, somewhere else. What, elephantiasis? <laughs> yeah, you got you to get filarial worms to get that. <laughs> like South America or some shit. But a um, truck to carry those things around. Exactly. So I, I told the two guys I'm with, get your shit together. We're going to the ER. Get to the ER. Long story short, if I would have waited another day, I may have lost my leg. Uh, it could have been in my lungs and my heart. I had cellulitis. And the bacteria was spreading very rapidly. For those of you that's, that that's some bad crap. Yeah, those of you that don't know what cellulitis is, it's a bacterial infection that goes underneath the skin and all that little stuff underneath your skin that pushes out where your skin's not open. So it's just huge pressure and pain, and it sucks. So are you cellulitis free now? Yeah, yeah. After two days in the worst hospital in the world. <laughs> In Vegas, you think you'd have a lot of strippers, and you know the porn awards were going on then too. Well, you didn't have you didn't have some good company there in the hospital. No, uh, uh-uh. and and the thing is, this is what sucked. I get admitted to a room at seven. I didn't get my first IV antibiotic bag till eleven a.m. It was nuts, and no doctor, nurse practitioner, PA, nothing came and saw me until my wife flew in on Thursday night. At by midnight, when she hadn't seen a doctor, she went off on the nurse. I wake up. I'm like, I kind of, I didn't say anything about my background. So finally, I started slinging my medical background around. I was like, who's taking notes on my leg? Oh, well, the PA is. I was like, how has a PA taken notes on my leg when he hasn't even walked in here and said hello? You're I, lucky to have a leg. Yeah. And then I asked the, uh, I asked the nurse, I was like, when's the last time you looked at my leg? Because I don't remember you lifting my blanket. Oh, I haven't, but I've been taking notes on your vitals. I'm like, oh my god, because <laughs> I know the protocol for cellulitis. You got to measure it, you know, the the foot, the ankle, and your calf every two hours or so. You know, yeah. you just got to keep measuring it to make sure it's going down. Nobody did. So two days in the hospital. By the time I got out of the hospital, everybody was leaving shot show. That's my experience, but I survived. <laughs> well, I survived too. Um, it was a it was a mad scramble to to get the equipment and everything we needed together because you had everything in your hotel room and I couldn't get to your hotel room. Yeah. So uh, our buddies at We Like Shooting stepped up and Sean helped us out and and made all those interviews that you're getting ready to hear over the next uh, few weeks possible. Uh, the one we're going to post uh, with this one uh, with I think it's the one with Aklis. Yep, we're gonna have Aklis. Um, it's either that one or the one we did with Keltec. Uh, I'm not gonna tell you what we say if you haven't listened to it yet, but we talk about you in it. So, oh, good. We'll we'll leave it a surprise. Well, didn't Sean walk in on the Rob Pinkus interview? <laughs> because we were gonna make your your hospital experience more enjoyable. Oh, you talk about me? Yeah, you. you. Oh, I thought you were talking about Sean. No, no, you. 
You know what was awesome? <laughs> I, <laughs> Peter Palma in his yes. shirt was well, awesome. That's, I'll just switch it because I probably shouldn't say what I was about to say was awesome. Peter Palma. What, what was awesome? Uh, say it. I, I ran a, I ran a, a meeting through Skype in my hospital bed on Dilaudid. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is basically medical heroin. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, it, it was it was interesting. It, heard, it was very heard interesting. tales of that. So let's let's introduce our guest. We've got, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the Spartan the Tramp one, Stamp Man himself, the only, the Tack Talk King, <laughs> Peter Palma. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> what's going on? Why why did that sound like the intro to the Blues Brothers? Hello, like you were in. <laughs> You should do the whole show like that. Just, Hello. What's up? Dude, my favorite part is like, we'll even talk about PT. And you're looking, okay, we won't talk about PT. So, so tell our tell our listeners about the what we're talking about, Tac Talk. Um, you know, like in the 90s, you had those like sex phone lines. Yeah. Right? And then you would like holo before we had the internet and you could just like Google like pterodactyl porn. It's like they would you know, run those, those commercials uh, during night tracks when they play the videos, you could watch videos on TV. You remember that? Or USA up all night with Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. That's <laughs> when they would run these commercials. Yeah. 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 So it would be like, are you lonely? Do you want to talk to hot, sexy girls? And they, they range from like, <laughs> ones that were even sat like I get to see being like whole ideas is like your wife is lame and you can't like talk to her filthy to her anymore so you call these lines up and get all and jerk off to it or whatever right right <laughs> yeah, do we do, can we curse on this and stuff or like how you, you can say whatever you want just you know the big seven that you can't say on TV we'll just bleep it so you say whatever you want we'll edit it. Okay. Yeah. Zeke's um, edited in today so we'll let <laughs> you say whatever you want to. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um. Yeah, so anyway, uh, and then some of them are just like, do you just want to tell some of your secrets? Are you lonely? Some of them are pretty sad. So like from the 90s, you know how I know? Because we watched about like three hours of them and took notes. <laughs> right? So we watched all of Somebody compiled a bunch of them on the internet, which was great for us. I'm like, who went through and did all that? That's a lot of work y'all put into this yeah, video. The, yeah. Well, we, and it, it's an enormous amount of work. Like I had to drive up like a whole 12 hours to go see them. And then we sat and wrote it for like – a while. Now, when you then, say we, you're talking about uh, the guys du- at Carnicon. Yeah, Dugan Ashley from Carnicon. Yeah, put this together. Um, it was an enormous amount of work. You know, we had to drive and to go see, drive up there, see him. It was a snowstorm, and we sat for about two days and wrote it. I put a lot of work in it. I mean, sitting down watching those videos and <laughs> the yeah, travel was, time. Yeah, this, all of that, and then like, did y'all to, did y'all call any of the numbers? No, like no I mean, big oh man. The, the, the idea was. Um, when he was doing his AK video, yeah, he said like he uh, he says operator operator connect right. this guy to a motherfucking Terminator, right? right? Well, uh, he he was like holy crap, we get a like that's where he got the idea from that line in his song. Oh, okay, right. So the, the man's a genius. Oh but, yeah, yeah. I mean like there's nobody else. I mean there's other people doing YouTube stuff or whatever, but there's and some of it's comedic or whatever, but some of it's not. But like nobody has. The depth. He's definitely depth. a savant when it comes yeah. to that. Yeah. And he makes editing programs just like he just anything that's anything that's media. It could be from a guitar to a paintbrush to a computer program to a camera to a video camera. He just owns it. Yeah. Right. And not just because not all that, but he also is really good with 
just coming up with crazy ideas. And, you know, we were just bouncing stuff off each other and just making it awesome. It was just like he would say something and I would have a like I'll tweak it a little bit. And he, oh, that's great. And he would tweak it. And we were just sort of like building off of each other. And, um, <laughs> man. And so then, and then all of that, all those guns are for real. If you, if you look in the video, well, anyways, before we go too far, it's for, so what it is, is like for people who can't talk to their wives about like tactics or anything like that, or know your friends don't want to talk to you, you could call this hotline. So it's kind of like a parody of one of those, but instead of calling sexy girls, you call like, operators so like navy seals <laughs> <laughs> and they're like so we got a bunch of uh dudes to uh that had like a bunch of stuff to come out and that armory we're in i mean if it had less than two million dollars worth of stuff and i'd let you just kick me right in the nuts uh-huh. like <laughs> that everybody thinks it's airsoft just because it's ridiculous but there's like that bullpup semi-automatic walther sniper rifle like on the wall like the famas yeah, Famas, like a Robinson. There's just so many guns that, that, like, even the gun at the very end, like, you just, you'll never really find a collection like that unless you're at a multi-million dollar, like a dude has multi-million dollars. So anyway. Um, so how many days did it take you guys to shoot this thing? We did it in one day. Wow. Yeah, but I, but bet, was, you, I bet you the editing alone took at least 30 hours plus. Well, it's yeah. like you said, the, the pre-production prep was a couple of days. And then, yeah, the, the pre-production. See, see that's, why, that's why Lieutenant and I, we just go out there and we're like, hey, what you got? All right, if it's funny, we'll start saying something funny. If not, we'll just talk about the gun. We're good. Two minutes, done. Well, <laughs> yes, ex- uh, except our key. 100th video. Yes, yeah, so that was that was a what, four-month process? Yeah. Oh, you, my gosh. You, you put a lot of preparation into that one. Well, and that's, that's kind of what we were talking about. It was like... That 100th video we did was, what, 15 minutes? About, yeah. You know, four months of prep, but it had a lot of the same cuts and, you know, back and forth things and, you know, arranging Dugan to come on and Hickok 45 thing and all that stuff we did. And y'all had to arrange people to come out there and have the right guns there yeah. for each and line that each gun had, you know, and then the writing that went into it. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, learned. so there was three dudes and we pretty much we assigned it. So like, okay, here are... Because it's not shot in order, you know, because that wouldn't make any sense. So we, like, figured out all the shots we needed and set them up, and, and we assigned each operator a number sure. and, like, just went at it. Boom, this shot, this shot. So I, he was breaking stuff. I would be breaking stuff down while he'd be filming and moving, and I'd be setting up a scene Why it would just – it was – it, we got there and we were just balls to the wall the whole time. And it like, you know, and we wouldn't have been able to do it at all if we didn't prep so much for it. And there's nobody's really doing this type of YouTube video. And, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking back to that video again in, in the first part when you when you lay down and then you turn your head over to the camera and then it just kind of pauses. on <laughs> And you've got, yes. you've got that pouty mouth look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the little de- the details are what sell it, you know what I mean? Anybody it was can- just like one of those those old commercials, man. The music and everything, it was just, I mean, it was spot on. Uh, yeah, so, and we were, uh, you know, we were pretty, st- we knew it was going to be uh, a pretty good video. Um, we filmed another one, too, that I'm not going to talk about because there's nefarious beings about but it should be pretty cool. Like we're trying to do stuff that's completely different from everything else that he's been doing and from what everybody else is doing. It's like different crazy stuff that like applies in different ways. So cool. Can't wait to see that one. Now I saw a picture and this may be from the new video. And if it is, just tell me to shut the hell up of you and Dugan 
I think it was your car, but there was like a lot of rainbow colors and all kinds of crazy stuff. <laughs> what do you mean? There was, there was a picture. I don't know. I can't remember where I saw it. It was maybe Instagram or Facebook. It was one of y'all's channels slash pages slash whatever. I think that that was actually the, um, all those colors and stuff. That was, that was um, the photo shoot we did with uh, Caltech. Oh, gotcha. And um, for Recoil Magazine. And so that's, yes, when we that's what it was. Realized, that's what like, it was. I think it was on the Recoil page. Yes. Yeah. And so, to, um, you know, it's like to, there's almost if you go to all the other gun magazines and even sometimes Recoil's, uh, you know, guilty of this, where you could almost do ad libs and put a gun review in. Yeah. Right. You just like it feels good to my hand. Like they, they just like a lot of the gun. Re- like I really like this. Like if you're doing a review on a gun, is my opinion, you should never say like. Like I don't care. Like people, you must you might like your wife. She's, Very she's little a- recoil. <laughs> uh, who the hell says that? It's, very, yeah, it's I don't know what you're talking about. Acceptable combat accuracy. Like just things that like like or just it's almost like you could just copy and paste one and change the name of the gun and just do, and it's 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 almost ridiculous. Lot of everyone you pick them up. Once I show you what I'm talking about and you see it, then you're like, whoa, like, oh, my God, it's the same stuff. So we tried to do something a little different where, like, you know, you still have to, it's a brand new gun in every way, shape and form. Like every part on it is different from every other part on every other gun. I mean, so it's not like you have an AR and you have a base point to start from. Right. This is like a totally new Caltech bullpup. And so you have to explain the firearm a little bit to people or else they're going to be like, what is going on? But we wrote it like as if we were in Bogota on like (laughs) some sort of mission in the 80s, like selling cocaine or something. You mean like try to like I mean, if you really want to see the specs, you can go to the manufacturer's website and check them out. You know what I mean? But like we got to give a a healthy review and make it. And it's more entertaining than anything. This is more entertainment than anything else now you've got you've got another big project going on peter with your uh double the ms clean i'm sorry the miss clean double yes 2.0 we launched the kickstarter on monday um it's gonna roll it was gonna run for 40 for like i guess uh six weeks so it's gonna end on the uh, uh, april 11th yeah, but as um, of today the 27th it's got 42 days to go it has 42 days to go and we started off strong and we have, let me check it right now. We have 261 backers. That's $18,897. So we have about 42,000 more dollars to go. And uh, people are, you know, I've, I've heard a couple complaints like, hey, why are you using Kickstarter again? And, um, you know, why, it's not, why would people uh, complain about that? Well, I think what they don't realize is this, is, is Kickstarter is not a donation site. You know, you don't go to Kickstarter to like donate or whatever. It's 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 crowdfunding. So you actually get right. it's almost like a pre-order. It's like mm-hmm. the new video games coming out. You buy it when it comes out. You get a, your first copy. Right, right. I mean, whatever. Yeah, you're, you're putting pre-orders in for these different packages that you have associated with your Miss Clean kits. Sure. And they're Correct. they're really nice packages too. I mean, if, so if you go to the Kickstarter.com and uh, do the is it Miss Clean 2.0 the double. Yeah, you just yeah. If you just type in Miss Clean MS Space Clean and hit enter, you'll see the old one and the new one. Yeah. But and you um, got a really cool video there too. And is that one that Dugan uh, helps you with also? Yes, Dugan did this one. He came down to Baton Rouge um, two, three weekends ago, and then I went last weekend up to his place. 
So, um, yeah, it's all filmed in Baton Rouge. <laughs> it's, it's, it's got humor in it, too. Uh. Yeah, we wanted it, like, likable and shareable and, you know, to hold. We pretty much did the same thing. We watched about 100 Kickstarter videos. We took notes on them. We took parts that were necessary, you know, were useful to us. And then put them in as much as and as much as possible in the Kickstarter. So um, a lot of the uh, you it really I think it's the best explanation uh, of the 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 case. It's only three minutes and thirty forty two seconds, yeah. which it's, is about the where people start wavering off. It's very so, informative, but again, it's entertaining, and I love the pavement test. <laughs> yeah, you like that? Like, yeah. So yeah, we uh, did some clutch drops on them and uh we have one of them it looks pretty bad like it pretty much the tire melted the plastic because it was just burning out on top of it but it still functions <laughs> and everything we what have tire was it was it yours what? yeah it was t- the same car that you saw in Sweet. the uh, the one we saw in georgia right yep yes. yeah i don't want to give it away you guys go to the the kickstarter page and watch that video and it's hilarious it's hilarious <laughs> now does it really have the the nitrous? No, no, no. That was just uh, okay. <laughs> I've always wanted a switch like that. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. That was hilarious. Yeah. Um, but so tell all, tell us about the the double. Well, you know, we wanted, in essence, the single worked out great, but it it had just enough room to keep everything you would need, and really not much else more. And so we wanted something that was bigger that could still, you know, because most pouches are to double pouch anyways. And yeah. so, you know, it would, it would eliminate that confusion. It would give you that whole storage area. And Let's back put, up just a minute. For people who don't know what the, the Miss Clean Kit is, tell them, tell them what it is. Uh, it's a magazine-shaped cleaning kit for, uh, like, for air. Storage, for, basically. Yeah, storage, yeah. And so it, the container is in the shape of a magazine. It's slightly larger and longer, so it can t- contain the steel rods. Because it won't um, fit in the well, the magazine won't well. fit in the magazine well, and it's not textured like a magazine. Plus, we have it in five different colors. We have flat duck earth, um, black, olive drab for the people who are like ninjas, and then we have red and orange in case you really want to. Uh, I like the red one, because you can you can put med stuff in that. You know, you can designate that as uh, your your med kit. Easily identifiable with the red. Yeah, th- you know that's what we did. It one for red for a medical. Orange um, for survival. Emergency survival, yeah. Exactly. And so now what you've done is you've basically you've doubled the size, probably a little bit more than doubled the size of these things with the, the 2.0. So you get more storage space. You get a stronger, a stronger storage case. Uh, yeah. So it gives you more uses for it. Yeah, and so some of the um, some of the different things we did with it now that we have a lot more room. And in retrospect, we should have done this first because it would have eliminated a lot of people saying, "Oh, what if I put in my gun?" I'm like, "You're an idiot. You wouldn't, um, <laughs> right?" Because it looks it obviously doesn't look like it. So no. um, we have a more intensive cleaning kit. And, f- and first, we have um, I'm not going at this alone. I have other people um, that are in it with me. So the lubricants that I'm using are. The bio-based one is uh, frog lube, like we've been using before. Um, we have fire clean, of course, which is like just a CLP, like it just it's one product. And then we are using breakthrough clean for our you know military grade um, standard uh, lubricant system. So it's got a grease, it's got a, a, 
an oil and it's got a solvent right there. So um, yeah, we have nice. those are our lubricants. Um, tactical Tailor is supplying all the pouches, so they're all coming with Tactical Tailor pouches. Nice. Cool. Um, they're coming with boar snakes now, as well as the rods, just in case you don't need the rod and you just want to quick uh, snake it out. Yeah. Um, B5 Options. Systems That's is making um, a carbon scraper for us, <laughs> as well as it's like a little carbon scraper multi-tool. Mm-hmm. And um, they, I have an option, an add-on option, and a level for if you want to include um, a multitasker series three AR15 multi-tool. So, and that also will come with a tactical tailor pouch. So, there's cool. you could either get select a level that has that, or you could add that to any other level. Um, and we also have a hygiene kit too. With this is we, we're doing other things. We have the cleaning kits. Um, I'm digging the hygiene kit, man. I, I like that. So it's um, Bond from Fight Soap put that together. So it's going to have, um, you know, a limited run. There's only a hundred of these. Actually, there's only ninety-two of them left at the time of this recording. Um, and it comes with a bottle of Warbeard. It comes with a case that has uh, his logo on it. That's going to be uh, laser. Uh, color flashed mm-hmm. by Leo Armory, and they're the only people doing that right now. It's kind of like a, a paint um, logo yeah. on top of it. And, and that, then, that guy did a video with us um, when we were in Colorado. Zeke, remember him? Yeah, he's the president of Leo, Leo Armory. Yeah, yep. yeah, he's the owner. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah, he's, oh, go ahead, he's, good, he's good people. <laughs> he's, he's good people. So there's a limited um, edition fight soap there. Um, and then we are also offering a first aid kit for like boo boos and stuff, and that is also going to have a cross. It's a you know it's going to come. That's a single cased one, so that will come with either uh, will come on a cross depending uh, what color you select. Will depend on the color of the cross. Now, now is that a, a an official you know scout sniper term boo boos? <laughs> yes, boo boo. Okay, and I was just that, making sure. Uh, it's a boo boo kit. He it's didn't a boo boo. <laughs> So we have that. We have um, additional levels for each lubricant. So we have a fire clean level, a breakthrough clean level, and a frog lube level. And with that, you get the standard kit, and you get um, a bunch of extra product. You know, their their administrative sized product, and a bunch of the extra uh, in there. So you'll have like <clears throat> like the the fire clean comes with two two ounce bottles, and the breakthrough clean comes with their solvent and the their cleaners and their grease and uh, the frog lube comes with their paste and their CLPN to solve it. Um, so that, that's pretty much all the cleaning kits. We're also, these are a little pricey. I'm not going to lie, but we also have trauma kits now, now that the, the size of it's doubled. That's the can, one that I, I was really digging, man. I like that one. What just happened to your voice? It, are you pooping now? Who me? Yeah. yeah. You just went really deep and echoey. <laughs> oh, I don't uh, Oshi licked my mic. Maybe his. <laughs> yeah. Is that what the kids are calling it now? Yeah. <laughs> I ran out of peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the trauma kits, um, it comes with a boatload of stuff. Uh, you get like the super duper tactical tailor uh, carry case. You get the double in the red with the uh, LEO engraved cross, and then you've got all these cool trauma. Um, pieces of kit that go in it as well. Now, does all that fit in there? It do, well, it does. Well, if you look, if you go on the site and look at the picture, you'll have. Um, if you don't, this is pretty much. If you're dealing with firearms, there's always the chance that 
somebody is going to get shot, whether on purpose or by accident. You know, um, you may have to eliminate a threat and, you know, may want to provide first aid to this person so they don't die. You know what I mean? Um, or, you know, if you're at the range, I know anybody who's been to a public range has seen stupid stuff happen where that very easily could have ended in somebody being shot. Oh, yeah. You know, almost every single time you go to a public range, you'll see that. So if you don't die instantly from like a brain, you're a T-zone hit <laughs> or mm-hmm. a, somebody shooting you in the heart, you're either going to make it or you're going to die. You're either going to bleed out. Or you're gonna, you know, have a sucking chest wound that'll kill you. So, um, the kit is designed for that. So it has the tactical Taylor pouches, has a, tur- a cat tourniquet with it. It has um, a bandage on the so on the sides of the tactical Taylor, you're gonna have um, a pressure dressing ba- bandage and the cat tourniquet. Inside, you have hyphen chest seals. Um, you have Cellox. Uh, two things of Cellox. One is just a granular stuff. The other one is like almost like a syringe. Oh, it's that new stuff that like uh, expands and it's like little microscopic sponges. Mm, no, it's Oops. still the granular stuff. It just comes in this in a. Uh, it's called Cellox A. It comes with a syringe like where you could inject this, it in. It comes with a nasal pharyngeal no and like a nasal trumpet yeah. and then it comes with that needle that you like if you have to stick in somebody's chest now like before mm-hmm. i send the needles out i have to make sure that i have to send out a questionnaire saying that you know if that you're trained and stuff like that so you can't technically spot not supposed to get that unless you're trained but you really just have to answer the question yes it's kind of how that works <laughs> <laughs> so and that's then it's on you so like yes. the, the liability is off of me and now it's it's on you if you go stick that in somebody's chest and it doesn't work. What right. if I'm trained but my licenses aren't up to date? Well, you know, as long as you say yes to me, then I will. Yes. Send it to you. So <laughs> otherwise, and then, you don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. We also have a little sticker and, and a PVC patch too, like those things coming along uh, with our girl in there. So we have um, some of the other stuff. So to any of those levels that I mentioned, that you can add on other things to those levels. So like we for the survival and we might eventually add a survival level i'm getting some internals sent i'm going to see what which one i could make up and i might um add a survival level to this too where it has a little teeny survival kit maybe one or two of those like some fishing line and a little hook and stuff like that paracord got a paracord <laughs> yeah yeah they've got an add-on for paracord here well um and Six then bucks. one of the things that will come with it is uh I have the uh, spool tool, if you're not familiar with that. Mm-hmm. It's like a 550 cord. That's one of my options here. It's a 550 cord um, like holder, and it has a it holds a Bic lighter, and it has a cutter right on it. And, yeah, uh, I know what you're talking about. I've seen those yes, before. Yeah. So I have those. Um, you can add single cases if you want. Um, you, could add a, uh, you could add a first aid kit. You, can, um, you know what the survival one needs? What? Condoms. A rape whistle. Rape whistle? Yes. <laughs> it needs a rape whistle. It needs a, a tool logic. <laughs> rape knife, whistle knife. Flashlight. Rape whistle. <laughs> I can't find it, man. Really? Huh? I you carry that thing everywhere. I know. I think I think somebody might have it. Oh, I know what it Hank's got it. Hank Strange has got it. Ah, I gotcha. He's supposed to be putting it in his videos. Oh, we got it. We got another backer when we were talking. So we're sweet. And we're we're not even live. We're not even live. That's that's the power of talking lead. (laughs) (laughs) Connor pledged $35. (laughs) Sweet. Which is crazy because he could have pledged $30 for the early thing. I don't know why. (laughs) 
Just take the extra five bucks and shut yeah. up. There you go. <laughs> I got in on the uh, the early bird seventy dollars special. Yeah, that was the one. That one went fast. Yeah, that's the one I jumped on. No, yeah, that's that's a pretty good deal actually. And you know, we 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 learned a lot of lessons from the Kickstarter, and we like it. We had a six month lead time. In essence, like once or delivery time, and we actually dropped that to three months because we think that, uh, you know, knowing what we know now and being a, f- a little bit further ahead, we'll be able to get that further out. So yeah. once it ends in April, it's uh, April, May, June, July. So sometime in July, I anticipate. Or and if we get even more, if we if we really crush our goal, then we'll be able to do it even faster. Yeah. So, so guys, go to the Kickstarter.com and uh, look for. Miss Clean, just go or search that, and then uh, it'll be the Miss Clean two two dot the double, and spell M S Clean. Yeah, M S. Yeah. Um, and help these guys out. They got they've got to get sixty thousand. That's their goal. They're at two hundred sixty one backers right now, or two sixty two, I guess now, and um, getting close to twenty thousand. So leadheads, jump on and help them out. Spread the and- word. This is this is one of those items that. You know, especially as we talk to a lot of the military guys that are like, "Oh my God, that's brilliant!" But it's just, it's tough to get the word out on stuff like this unless but you've got so, a lot of money for, you know, like, the marketing and stuff. So once you see it, you, you're like, "Oh, I get this." Share it, spread it on social media, share it on your Facebook, Twitter, everything. It just, you got. It's got more uses than what you see right here, too. I mean, in the video, he does a cool little thing, and I, I hate to spoil it, but uh, I mean, you can use it for your your kitty bowl. You know, <laughs> an emergency kitty bowl. If you're out traveling, you need to put some water in or something for your pet, or you know, uh, you, it can hold water. They're waterproof too. Now they're not watertight, right? Or are um, they? They're uh they have a pretty tight fit. So if you like threw it in the bit, like if you submerge it for any period of time, yeah, it's gonna get water in it. But if you stick it out in the rain, it's gonna be dry inside. Yeah. But you so don't want to just fill it full of hooch and then you know full of no, hooch. You probably, your hooch. Yeah. yeah. If there's a big enough demand for it, I already figured out a way to make it waterproof, but it's gonna increase the cost a lot and time and all that stuff. So it's just it just doesn't seem to be like a big at this Big point, thing, yeah. Some, something um, down the road, yeah. yeah. Speaking of the military, uh, you know, I would never do this. I would never have attempted to do this if it weren't for, you know, my experience in the military and my hatred for the issued gear. And so all of our levels, we have one level in particular that, like, you buy a kit and we send the kit to somebody deployed overseas right now. But all of our levels can be, if you are down for the cause, um, all of our levels, every single one, um, are are available. You can buy it, and if you don't want it, then we will send it to people overseas. Oh, cool! Um, uh, you know, and and during we did that during the last Kickstarter, and it really helped. And that was our whole goal, anyways, to get this in the hands of the military. That's awesome. Um, so they those are the first people that got it delivered. So as soon as we got product the last time, before we sent any out to any of the Kickstarter supporters, we mailed them out to um to Iraq and Afghanistan. Nice. Cool. So, and then we're going to do that again this time. Oh, Peter, you got you. You're a busy man. You've got a lot going on. You're doing stuff for uh, Recoil Magazine too, right? Yeah, I mean, um, there's just like lists for that Brit and lists of stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. So I have, I'm writing for Recoil Magazine. We're doing some filming here and there. Um, I have to, you know, go to all the trade shows and stuff, which I sometimes wearing. I'm in college actually. Right, I'm taking a full load at LSU. It's my last semester, 
and I have a son who's going to be two in April, awesome. and uh, he lives in Virginia. Uh, and how many cats? Yeah, I have a one one-eyed cat, one cat, one eye, and um, you know I I still do plumbing and stuff like that on the side, and <clears throat> you know whatever pays the bills, and then I have to run the the cleaning kit company and sort out all this Kickstarter stuff and, you know, and, uh, Dugan and I are doing even more videos together. Um, so there's that too. Nice. But, Very cool, man. You're a busy man. Yeah. Someday it was, hopefully some of this will equate to money someday. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, cause even if we like, <laughs> and people think, Oh, $60,000. If we make, that's our bare minimum. If we make $60,000, that means I have $0 profit. <laughs> because, you're breaking even right yeah because in essence you know our pro you know whatever you have fixed costs you have to you have to actually buy the materials for the kits i have to buy all the lubricants i have to buy the pouch i have to buy all that stuff right and then i sell it and so any money i make off of that it goes to pay the fixed cost of the dies so you know even if we made our bare minimum margin i i have zero dollars <laughs> And in fact, we already are in debt a little bit because we really lost our butts on the first Kickstarter. Um, some people, you know, Kickstarter takes three grand off the bat and because mm. we only made 36,000 last time. So Kickstarter made three grand off the bat. Um, we paid a dude $1,300 to make a website for us and he just stole our money and never made the website. Oh, my God. Oh, and, um, we bought pouches from Korea and they just took $1,700 worth of our money and never – we never saw those pouches. So right off the bat, six grand of it was gone. And you have to pay income tax on the other, on the, on the, all of that. Oh. So then there's income tax on that. And then, you know, the dies were 2750. So right then and there, we had no money. We had the dies and that was it. We didn't account, account for any money to actually make the products. And it's pretty much been paid for by my student loans. Thank God I'm a veteran. I have the GI bill. So I took out <laughs> student loans to do that. And, you know, my partner took out loans himself. So we're, you know, we're in debt to ourselves, but, um, you know, so it, you know, it, it's not like the, the $60,000 goes in my bank account and I get to buy jet skis with it. So. Dang. <laughs> or, or you're not more, upgrading your Corolla or more tack talk phone calls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the, and the poor Corolla, I just pulled it. it luck, luckily, it has a crappy, uh, the, the small crappy engine in it. But uh, man, I think there's water getting in the oil, so I think oh, it's no. are about numbered. But it's okay because the engines are fairly cheap, and I can just <laughs> throw another <laughs> me one. In you there. can put it in there by ourselves. It's a 1.6 liter. <laughs> so, anyway. Oh, I can't believe somebody just ran with the money with the website. Uh, there's yeah. lots so, of douchebags out there. I'm tired. You know what? That's a good lead into our jack wagon. Oh, yeah. uh, oh! Wait, which jack wagon are you gonna say? Because I got what? one too. <laughs> I got I got several, but so, we hadn't, we hadn't done one in like nine. What's a years. jack wagon? So we have a thing every you week. You don't remember our jack wagon? Yeah, Arlie. Well, he was on the he was on the NRA show where we had like twenty people. Oh, on. that's right, that's right. So we have a thing every week where Arlie Army is our announcer for it, and he says, "Who Ross? Well, here." Here it is. Hey, Ralph, Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week, so brace yourself, baby. We talk about somebody that's done something stupid with guns or just some general douchebag that we hate or something like that. Yeah, so... So there's so, Arlie Army, and this is... You want to do yours first or mine first or what? Well, I'm sure Peter's got one he'd like to throw on here. You, well, you I don't, gotta, I'm still not completely understanding. All right, let us... We'll go, fir- we'll go first. We'll go first. All right, go ahead, Zeke. 
Well, mine, we, we've, we've had negative reviews on iTunes. You know, we've had them before. It, it's, we just let them roll off our back. And Facebook. Facebook. And YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> we, we never really feed the trolls. In person. Unless the troll <laughs> makes absolute zero freaking sense. So well, I don't guess I've seen this one. What's up? Okay, we had a review on our iTunes, uh, and I think it was our most recent one. What people don't realize is... Our 100th episode? N- no, this was like from the most recent review, which was about a month ago. Oh, okay. All right, so what a lot of people don't realize is with po- with podcasts, like our Facebook, we see bad stuff on there. It doesn't affect how many people like our page. Uh, Instagram, if we somebody puts something bad on there, it doesn't affect anything. Mm-hmm. On iTunes... When people put negative reviews, that actually affects us. That affects the amount of people that listen because they're not seeing us in the rankings. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I mean, the, it, the, the biggest thing anybody that likes our show can do is go on iTunes and just freaking give us five stars and write something. Uh, that's the biggest thing that helps us. Give us a good review, yeah. So, so this one kind of ticked me off. We've had two or three bad ones on iTunes. I'm just like, eh, no big deal. But this one gets on there. And says something that has nothing to do with our show. There's been really? a few shows we've had about cops. And we're friends with cops. You know, yep, yes, absolutely. just like just like bankers and doctors and nurses and lawyers, there's always some douchebags in the bunch. My brother-in-law is a right. cop. There, there's always douchebags in every bunch of any profession. But there's always good guys, too. Mm-hmm. Well, we've had, what, maybe three shows total out of 100 that involved law enforcement, would you say? Yeah, yeah maybe. Maybe yeah. maybe three total. Three or four, and, yeah. And maybe a couple where we mentioned. Well, we did that. We did that fundraising thing for uh, our, our um, uh, fraternal or police buddies in Mount Juliet, right? And, and that's probably the only one that the whole thing was about law enforcement, right? Yeah, right. So yeah. this is from Redwood Guy. I have no clue who Redwood Guy is. Redwood. And it says, was awesome, two stars. I once thought this was the best produced gun podcast out there. Over the <laughs> last year, the podcast has changed. It's no longer a gun-centric podcast. It's either a disorganized, drunken babble, or more often a cheerleader for anyone who has ever served in law enforcement. Two non-cops obsessed with cops. Enjoy! Exclamation point. I'm like, really? <laughs> you don't even freaking listen to the show. What's so, his name? Redwood guy. Hey, Redwood guy. F*** you. <laughs> yeah. Redwood guy. Redwood. He, he doesn't even know what he's talking about. No. He's on Instagram. I have no idea. But I, I read that, and I was just like, you know, there, there's some other ones where... You know, people have actually pointed out real stuff we did that they didn't like. That's fine. If you don't, if you don't like what we do, that's fine. Fine. Yeah. You can, that's, if you write a real review, what you think it is, and it's legitimate to what we've done, great. I'm not going to say anything about it. But this guy, I was like, two non-cops obsessed with cops. Enjoy. <laughs> I'm like, you prick. <laughs> yeah, well. Screw him. Yeah, exactly. What's yours? Oh, I found some dude. Aaron Stevens, I think that's him. Oh, we're going to have this full Redwood name. guy on Instagram called Aaron Stevens. Is he a gun guy? Uh, it's, it's private. Uh, it's private. Oh, no, he's following, no. He's following uh, 17 people, none of which seem to be gun related. <laughs> oh, he's got no photos or videos yet. 
Yeah, it's uh, probably not him. Yeah. All right, so Aaron good. Stevens, we apologize. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, we're not directing this at you. Yeah. Is there's a picture you're of listening like to our show? Uh, yeah, he's not. Yeah, it's, it's a picture of like an older guy hugging another older guy. So I don't it know. It looks like an older guy. I found it. It looks like an older guy hugging George Bush. Oh my gosh, George's Bush. What? <laughs> <laughs> so that leads into my jack wagon. All right. Is uh, I'm going to throw our commander in chief on the jack wagon train. Uh, I'm sick and tired of him going and trying to ban our ammo, ban our firearms, ban our Second Amendment rights. Well, to that effect, before we, we put that in there, apparently the ATF has administrative rights. Or administrative, yeah, administrative rights. So they can write in anything. So it's not necessarily coming from administration. All that's coming from within the ATF. Well, I think it's it's fairly evident that that's what's going on. Yeah. Well, what what I'm saying is, I don't want to throw anything out there about any. I mean, of course, I feel the same way about Obama. Well, I'm not going to throw the ATF. I'm throwing Obama on there. But he's not the one that did the new ammo ban. ATF did. Uh, it was his executive order that made them write a letter. Oh, it was? Stop, stop. I hate people that get on and just start hating Obama. Listen, he... <laughs> listen, That's why I, I hate doing I hate that. him. And, I just said oh, he's a you know who did? How many pieces of gun legislation passed when Obama was in office? Zero. None. None. You want to talk about who did the worst than, more than anybody? Who, what president in our lifetime did the worst more than any other president f- during in his administration for f- firearms? Reagan. Reagan. Everybody loves that dude. Dude, you'd be able to have machine guns. You'd be able to have suppressors. You'd be able to have SPOs. You'd be able to have whatever you want if it weren't for Reagan. I mean, you'd be able to have new machine guns. You, you could get well, uh, a lower the show for... Then, he would be on the jack wagon track. <laughs> <But> everybody <laughs> loves him. Like, oh, you go... You go on Instagram and it's like there's a bunch of blind, retarded people. I mean, like, oh, Republican. Whoa, he killed guns. He killed it. It was the worst. That's why when nobody can have machine guns unless you're a millionaire. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to have a stupid slide. He's the reason the slide fire stock exists. Well, this is what's happening with our ammo right now. You know, they, they start banning the, uh, the army, uh, the surplus ammo, and prices are skyrocketing. I went into the store. People are already panicking. You know, it's, it's, it's freaking free-for-all at the, the ammo stores now. All the, the um, what is it, the M885, is that what it is that they're proposing to ban? Yeah, but the thing is, the definition... It's of the all ammo- gone. Yeah, the, the people are already falling into this trap again. It's just the like same. It's the same thing that happened with the AK ammo, and then it came back. It, it's it's something that because of the definition of what the ATF deems armor piercing, it never works. <clears throat> Did everybody leave? <laughs> no, yeah. No, oh, but, I mean, but what, 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 I'm, what I'm sick of are, are people falling into this panic attack. And going and and instead of focusing their energy on writing their congresspeople, writing the the ATF, uh, expressing their um, opposition to this, you know they're going out and they're trying to to profit from it. I mean that's what a lot of people are trying to do and take advantage of the situation. Uh, that's not even in existence yet. It, it hasn't been passed. It's not been banned. Exactly. So they're if trying if, to. if but here, yeah, here's the trying, thing, but if let's will, go back to two years ago, the, the assault weapons ban, and we said it on this show, and I'll still stand by it. All these people that were ready to freaking start a revolution, which people you don't want a freaking revolution. 
You're talking about something where you may have to walk outside and shoot your cousin that lives across the street. That's what a revolution is. A revolution is when you go outside and shoot your cousin across the street, you may have a fucking chopper well, straight for your house. That's a, a fucking revolution. So people need to calm down there and realize that our, our but our system works. Violent. Our system worked. We voted it down. Right, then that's where the revolution needs to come in. Is our they need system to, still works. When our system doesn't work anymore, that's when a revolution happens. But right well, now, if our system still works, and we made all the calls, and we made all the letters, and everything happened, it got voted down. But that's a revolution. And that's now we sound like happen. news. What the f*** just happened to Talking Lead? <laughs> so let's get off politics, because we don't do We never do show. politics on here. And then we get the most know. apolitical guy on the show, and it turns into the politics show. Well, somebody <laughs> brought up Obama. I'm like, I hate when they do this. So I'm <laughs> oh, it's so cliche, though. It's like whatever. He didn't didn't do any gun legislation. He's a figurehead. Yeah, exactly. Like he can. He there's literally just a. He's just a puppet. He doesn't make any decisions. Yep. Read creature from. Stuff, if you really want to figure stuff. out who pisses you off, read. Nobody's going to do it because it's a long book. But just read creature from Jekyll Island, and that will tell you. I'll start it tonight. What's going on? Yeah, that a Stephen King book. I'll start it tonight no. and I'll text you when I'm done. <laughs> it's scarier than a Stephen King book. It's about the Federal Reserve. What'd you say it was called? Creature from Jekyll Island. Creature from Jekyll Island. Yeah. I wonder if it's on iTunes Books. So we also need to throw Jihadi John or whatever his name is on there. Okay, I read a little bit about that on the plane. What else? I heard something about he was an MI5 guy or something. Uh, or MI6 or whatever. No, he's t- he's like in his twenties. Okay. No, I think MI5 had... I don't want to say too much about it because I don't know anything, but I mean... They had, uh, you know, he'd been traveling and they had information on him and they knew who he was and they just, you know, they let him slip through their fingers, I guess, basically, is what that was all about. Hmm. I'm going to go pee right quick. (laughs) Well, that was a good description. It's Weird. Like, it was like, yeah, they they tracked him and stuff, and I gotta go pee. <laughs> okay, I got a creature from Jekyll Island. It's on the iBooks. I it's kind of long, but there, another By G. good Edward one. That goes, Griffin. Yeah. Okay. There's another good one. Uh, the Power of Gold, and it kind of harps on it. It's kind of a little easier read, right. but like Creature from Jekyll Island, make you want to. Just talks about the Federal Reserve and stuff, and pretty much how oh, they're actually running everything. Like, I mean, okay, yep. so like <clears throat> you could like you could vote like crazy, but if like every, somebody has all of the money, it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Well, like they control all of the. I'm definitely going to read this now that I see what it's about, because that's something that drives me nuts and. I may have a sniper outside my house after I say this, but everybody out there, please know that just because federal's in front of the word reserve, it's not a government entity. It's a private no. bank, just like any other freaking bank out there. Yeah. And we have a private bank controlling all of our money. Yeah. Just, so just throwing that out there. <laughs> and nobody is, they're not elected officials and nobody knows who they are. Mm-mm. You know? They, and, but the thing is, they throw federal in front of it. People think, oh, federal reserve, that's our government. No, it's not. Uh-uh. <laughs> and who was it? Was it Thomas, Thomas Jefferson that said a centralized bank will be the end of our country? It was one of the old presidents. And one of those, Andrew Jackson, he, he's my favorite president because he hated 
the Federer. So he hated it. Yeah, I think and it was Jackson. Yeah, it had to be Jackson, and like he hated him. And like somebody, like there was an interview where they're like, they asked him later in his life, like, what is his, what's the bet, you know, what's the favorite thing he's done, or what's his most important thing he did during his, and before the dude could even finish the question, he's like, I killed the bank. Nope. Like that was in like the eighteen twenty and thirties, I think, mm-hmm. and 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 they didn't pass it for another ninety years. I think it was like eighteen twenty three. He just destroyed it. He like he literally salted the earth of the federal bank. Yep. And I'm back. they didn't pass and, it till nineteen thirteen. And we brought you know him back. I mean? So I mean, they had to wait till he was dead for a long time to make sure he was not coming back. Because six hundred and eight pages. It's long, dude. Oh my god! I said I was gonna read. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, it has. A, there's an abbreviated that. version too. Oh, maybe you want to do that one, man. It's like a Cliff Notes. Yeah, you should. Oh, it's a study guide for it. Okay. Yeah. I may do that one. <laughs> what do you just have Peter tell you about it? Yeah, we'll do a whole show. It'll be like a five-hour show if you just man, re- I, I you just, just read ex- the book. <laughs> we'll do our own talking lead audio book. <laughs> That's why I like I I like like uh, I like Andy Kaufman. Like most people don't really get it. Like the vast majority of people, and Dude, like, he was when, a genius. And so like there's this. He used to be like famous for doing the the Mighty Mouse thing, right? Where he had like a Victrola. Yeah, and he and he would put on this thing. So right? He'd take the record player and just put it on and stand and there. He, and he'd wait for a certain point, and then he'd like do a little action and whatever. And people just loved it. But like he's like, I'm not like a, you know what I mean? I'm not here to like, you know, do this. Just be your monkey and do it over and over and over again to play tricks. So like one time, like he, you know, had uh, he would he would always read The Great Gatsby, right? Yep. So he like read. He was reading The Great Gatsby. These people in the Victrola was next to him, and they were getting like restless at him like reading The Gatsby. And I guess he could kind of figure out like when they would get restless or whatever. And so like he's like. He started yelling at him, like, to be quiet and stuff. He'd go back to reading and whatever. And then, like, finally they were starting to really get agitated. And he um, <clears throat> he was like, fine, I'll do it. And he, like, puts the book down mid-sentence, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and starts Victrola. And it's just a recording of him exactly where he left off in the book. Yep. It was brilliant. <laughs> right? He and was a freaking like, genius. Like, I would have peed myself and not care that i just peed myself i'd be like well i'm peeing myself right now like it would be worth it like when's you know when's the last time you peed yourself from laughter it's been like what, uh watching kid? tack talk <laughs> <laughs> just a couple of days ago yeah <laughs> See, like it, seeing you look into the screen with nothing but a plate <laughs> carrier on <laughs> it must it Showed must have been Tramp stamp. <laughs> it must have been. I the, the the downside to like doing those is you never get to see it. Like you get to see it, blam, and it just comes at you, and you're like, "What's happening?" But we were like editing it and stuff for a while, and you would like. But there were so many little things in there. Like when they got my favorite part by far is like when they're in the stack, and he like puts his hand on the guy's shoulder in slow motion and squeezes it. <laughs> That's my favorite one. But um. Like all of those, like I, I keep forgetting all of the stuff because there's so many little things we squeezed in there. And so we'd be editing it and like cutting parts out. And then we, you get to the next part and like, oh, I forgot about that. So great. You know, and there's, you know, it would have been like a five minute video um, if because there was more stuff. But, um, you know, try to keep keep it where people's attentions are. Now, does the number on there actually work? No. Oh, it's funny because people it. call it and people and then we were doing it and we're like, 
And we're like, how many people are going to try and call this number? And he's like, I don't think. He's yeah. like, I'm like, dude, you know they're going to call it. Have y'all called it to see what it what it is? I, you know, people commented. I called it, didn't work. And it's like, oh my goodness, Peter. Just, if you do it, when you do it again, you what you got to do is you got to get a real number, but it goes to MS Clean to order MS Clean kits. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> oh. He just takes their money. Yeah, what it just really automatically goes. Money? We will charge your we will charge your cell phone carrier twenty nine ninety nine for this. Right. Stay on to accept. Hang up to accept. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> There's your sales right there. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, man, we appreciate you coming on. Yeah, you're well, you're welcome back anytime. I appreciate it, man. Anytime. You guys are good people. Yeah, and then we're we're gonna go into some of Left Hand's interviews here, which we've got. Who who you got here? We've got. Of course, Atlas Defense, right? I think we're gonna we're gonna kick this one off with Atlas Defense. That's uh, obviously Joe, Joe Moe's. Uh-huh. Yeah, his new company, him and Charlie and um, uh, Zach are on. Yeah, uh, with some us. more Baton Rougeians. Yeah, yeah. Um, they also will make another appearance in our Keltec uh, USC Sog interview, uh, which is going to be an awesome. We'll probably do that one uh, next week. Next week, yeah. and then um, we've got. Uh, Alessandro. Alessandro Padovini, a very sexy Italian man. He is with Safer Faster Defense. He's also a part of the PDN uh, Personal Defense Network. Okay. So you, you can go to PDN, and uh, he's got um, uh, videos there where he, he is into knife instruction, uh, self-defense using, using bladed um, tools. And then we got Chris Chang. Good buddy, and then and then of course we're going to get Chris Chang on there. He's got a new book out that he's going to be talking about. Now were y'all on the uh, same? Just a season? lot of good at interviews, huh? Were y'all on the same season, Peter? Uh, no. Okay, all right. What season were you on? I was on the first and the All Star. Okay, all right, gotcha. So yeah, and I can't. Have you patented your ties yet? No, they were just clip-on ties. <laughs> you you got to so, come out with your own line, dude. I know. So, I should. You got to make that part of you know, like with every. With every Miss Clean Kit sold, you get a limited edition Peter Palmer cat, cat tie. Well, now that I kind of stopped, I, I pretty much I drink every now and then. I mean, when I say I drink every now and then, that means I'll have a beer or two or something like that. But I haven't been drunk since like j- this July. And dudes, I gotta give you kudos. You look good. I mean, you've slimmed down. Yeah, you've slimmed down a lot since we first met you. You well, look I mean, good at Shot Show, man. Well, freaking, you know how many calories are Full in homo, alcohol? not no it's homo. A lot. There's, a lot of, there's, a, there's a lot of calories in alcohol, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then, like, you're like, oh, I'm drunk. Oh, you can eat this whole pizza and give me another one. So, <laughs> you're, you know, your inhibitions are on. So, I haven't really been drinking, so that helps. But um, I forget where I was going with this. <laughs> Sorry. Losing weight. Squirrel. What were um, you talking about? Ties. Oh, Cats. Cat ties. Cat ties. You don't drink like, anymore, so you don't wear the crazy shirts. Oh yeah, so it's kind of hard for me sometimes to like show up in like a unicorn shirt with no sleeves on it, like <laughs> and just like standing around normal people, and I'm there like, like you did in uh, like a, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, uh, this is weird. But you know that's what I mean? Like trademark, dude. Yeah, I guess it's weird, but guess what? Every freaking body remembers it. Everyone yeah. remembers it. It's marketing, Nail, baby. Love it. It's marketing. Branding. <laughs> it's called branding. Branding. Oh, jeez. <laughs> jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, we're going to definitely get those in. I don't know if we can squeeze another, win- uh, another one in or not, but we've got a lot of great interviews coming 
uh, down the pike. Um, and we're, we'll still do stuff. So, we're not going to just give you all shots. So we'll still do these intros before each one. Um, but, it, but the interviews new, are but awesome. it'll be old. Yeah. So the interviews are great. Uh, you're going to enjoy them. Um, and then, and of course we got more videos on the way. Uh, if I can ever get that memory card or if you want to edit them, Hey, go ahead. Um, by the way, are you sure that's our memory card? Yeah. Uh, I put it in to, to look at it and try to maybe see what I can pull off. There's some naked stuff on there? No, it's GoPro videos of somebody on a motorcycle. What? Yes. That's all that's on that card. <laughs> you, you've got the wrong video card then. You may have switched up with somebody at shot. <laughs> no, I did. No, I took it directly out of the camera. Yeah, this is, this is the card. Like I, I stuck it in my briefcase in my pocket, and there's been nothing else in there since SHOT Show. And I pulled it out after you were talking about getting the videos. And when oh, I plugged it, tell me that. Yeah, it's like now. Now, if you plug it in, because that was to our camera, range day. I mean, that was when we were at range day, man. All the footage from that. Now, if you plug it into the camera, it may pull up more stuff. I don't know. But why this would is it just, pull up something different? I don't know. I don't know. But I, I was like, I ain't got a motorcycle. Marty ain't got a motorcycle. What is this? <laughs> I ain't done any GoPro. Yeah, and that was the thing. It said GoPro footage. I was like, okay. <laughs> You got somebody else's memory card, dude. Well, I don't know whose it is. No, because I, I took it straight out of the camera, brought it to your room. Yeah, uh, and this is this is the one that you'd brought up. Okay, well maybe we won't have cool videos on the way. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so yeah, that that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But uh, I guess we should thank our, our sponsors since we haven't done that in a while. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we want to thank Sonoran Desert Institute, our bandwidth sponsor, SDI.edu, where you can get your associate's degree in firearms technology, certified gunsmith certificate, or some of our standalone armors courses. ICE Training. Check them out at ICETraining.us. That's Rob Pincus. And they're also associated with, uh, he's also associated with PDN, the Personal Defense Network, where you can go see Alessandro Padovani. You really like saying that, don't you? He's. Have you listened to the interview yet? No. <laughs> He's a sexy man. <laughs> He's a great guy, though. Uh, Rob's actually over there right now in Italy uh, doing some uh, classes with him. And, and talking that didn't get an invite? <laughs> well, you know. Anyways. He ain't going to fit the bill for that. Holder and Green Professional Real Estate Services, HG Press, for all your Middle Tennessee real estate needs. Give those gun-friendly guys and gals a call, and especially if you are a veteran, they would be glad to help you uh, get in touch with people that can help you obtain a VA loan to purchase your next home. Um, 1-800-615-1840, <laughs> extension pew, 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 pew. All or Nothing Tattoo Studios, allornothingtattoo.com, and their very gun-friendly strangleholdmerch.com store. And Savoie Leather, SavoyLeather.com, spelled S-A-V-O-Y, for all your leather work needs out there. And we got to give a a big thanks to our our buddies and friends over at ASP, the Artificial Shoulder Pocket, for making the SHOT Show coverage possible. And without them, we wouldn't have been able to to be there and, and, and do what we did. Unfortunately, Zeke got sick and... Couldn't be a part of the majority of it, but uh, it's still entertaining, and you're going to love it. Yep. And let's go ahead and – oh, wait. We forgot Cantu Bruner Designs. CantuBrunerDesigns.com. Uh, get your bullet pins there. I'll take your shell casings, anything special that you've ever done, and send them to shell casing. It'll make you an awesome pin. 
1776 united.com to get your talking lead swag you know, t-shirts uh, hopefully we got some patches coming up yep. uh, and then they've got some really cool new shirts out too so go check them out 1776united.com and and miss clean kits peter you can Absolutely. plug that one yay <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, go to MissCleanKits.com, right? Yeah, www.MSCleanKits.com. Awesome. And go to the Kickstarter and help them get that double yeah. Miss Clean Kit out. Spread the word. Share it. And Chaz, I almost forgot again, but both of us are going to plug it this time. We will be, well, I will definitely be. I'm, I'm Left still hand's working on it. I'm working on it, yeah. yeah. Um, Mag will, 40. Yep, it's going to be at Hot Springs, Arkansas. Um, if you call 1-800-432-5145 and ask for Nighthawk Custom Training Academy group rate, um, you'll get the group rate for that. It's going to be April 30th and May 1st. Uh, instructors being Chaz Murray, the unnamed trucker, John Hottaway, Tracy Thromberg, and of course, Masad Ayub. Yep. So uh, Masad Ayub's going to be training us. Of course, a lot of other people. If y'all want to come... Uh, learn from you know one of the the I guess the longest running names in this this training world. The best known, yeah. If you if you want to come get trained by them and watch us look like complete and total idiots, then um, sign up. Call the number. <laughs> well, we'll look like idiots when we start, but we'll look like professionals after we'll, we. We'll get look like training by trained the side. idiots afterwards. So there's a website, and we'll post the link. Um, can you post this in with the show notes? Uh-huh. Yep, I can. Uh, all right. So we'll post the link in that you can go sign up uh, and register for the class on the show notes for this, uh, for this show. Um, and it's like $425. It's April 30th through May the 1st, uh, like Zeke said. Uh, and $425 to get training from Masad Ayub is ridiculously cheap. I think they're saying the course um, for the ammo, you need like 500 rounds. Uh, and just a basic understanding of firearm safety uh, is, is all you really need for the, the course. Uh, but there's a list there on what you need to bring and when class starts and the do's and the don'ts and stuff like that. So give the number one more time left hand. Yeah, so that number that you can call that Zeke just gave you, <laughs> you can tell I'm stalling, mm-hmm. is 1-800-432-5145. And ask for the Nighthawk Custom Training Academy. That's that's to get your your room at the Clarion um, in Hot Springs, Arizona or Arkansas, yep. Hot Springs, Arkansas. But to sign up for the class, you're gonna have to go to that website link, and it's a big long link, and I can't read it all. But it's basically events.r20.constantcontact.com. Nice. And then there's. 50 other thousand things after that, but uh, we'll post a link on the show notes. Gotcha. Uh, it says, when you guys go to register... Oh, no, that's us. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we'll go to the Atlas interview. Tesco's, Tesco's, one, two. Check, Check. credit, cash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm recording that. <laughs> <laughs> it's All right. Old, old dude was in butt joke, folks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, welcome back to the 100th episode of Talking Lead. Really? Uh, awesome. This is our 100th episode, and we are fortunate enough to be celebrating here at the 2015 SHOT Show. 
Thanks to our good buddies at the ASP, the Artificial Shoulder Pocket. You can check those guys out at the ASP.co website. They're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Of course, you can go to our YouTube channel and uh, check out some of the videos that we've done there with those guys. Uh, amazing product. You've probably heard this. I don't know how I'm going to splice this in, but uh, either you're hearing them for the first time or you just heard them on a segment with, uh, with the, the USAW, U.S. Seesaw guy and Caltech guy. But uh, we've got our buddy Joe has finally joined us. He found his way here. Charles and Zach. And it's Aculus, right? Aculus Defense. Aculus Defense. Yep. It's going to take me a couple of tries to get that, that name right, but I really like it, man. I like the new, the new logo, the, the whole look, man. It's Thank awesome. You. Thank Eight. you. It's uh, I never did like red, so we got a whole new color. Uh, we're moving forward, so everybody gets something out of it, right? Yeah, yeah. it's A K L Y S for those who don't understand the uh, what's, ancient languages. What's the uh, the background behind that? And that's some sort of a god or no? Actually, it's a it's a hand thrown primitive weapon. Uh, I'm okay, interested it's a weapon. in like bows and arrows and lances and swords and things like that. And I really like spears. Uh, I've got an atlatl in my office. Now I moved it into retail because it's really cool and people can look at so it. So you can actually operate one of those atlatls? Actually, I've gotten pretty good, surprisingly. Really? It's, uh, first time I tried it, I was miserable at it. It was bad. Yeah. For those like, who don't know what that is, it's it's an ancient, um, kind of like a slingshot kind of thing that they, they launched. Atlatl is a stick you use to throw a spear. It's like it has a little notch, like a cup. right. So you mm-hmm. launch it, kind of, yeah. sort of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you gain leverage with the stick. Now it looks I, very awkward, to say the least. It's surprising of what what it's capable of. It really is. Yeah, the people like, that can can operate them. I mean, is is it's you know it's dead. You can hunt with the thing. You know, yeah. obviously that's what they used to hunt with. The guys, uh, the guy that actually bought this set from, uh, he goes pig hunting with them. And wow. I told him he was insane because he didn't bring a sidearm or anything. He just brings his atlatl and, like, three arrows. Yeah. And it's – And uh, that's uh, it. Uh, yeah. He's taking down hogs with those things. Big hogs, too. Wow. Big hogs. Uh, but the atlas is kind of a similar thing to the atlatl. With the atlatl, you have that extra leverage with the stick. Mm-hmm. The Aklis is a hand-thrown device completely, so you're holding onto the spear when you throw it. Now, there is some extra energy there because there's a strap that you hold on to your hand, and it goes to the back of the spear, and you kind of twist it in. So whenever you throw it, the strap imparts a little bit of extra momentum mm-hmm. as well as some you spin. You give it a little spin, yeah. And so that's Aklis is the most powerful, How long are accurate. one of those? Uh, they're about six foot, six inches. And they're made from wood, I, I take it. Yeah. Wood, metal, uh, just depends on, on whatever materials they were using yeah. at the time. Usually it's wood wrapped with, with copper or whatever they had uh, around. Is it yeah. considered so, a Bronze Age weapon, really? Yep. Yeah, Latin, so it's Latin more modern it. than the, the Atlatl. Different, different area. Mm. Uh, Are they I around said, about the same time? I think so. I okay. think so. I'd have to look into that. Uh, it's just different, different regions. I'm not going to hold you to anything. Yeah. It was more of a Latin... A Latin Greek thing, yeah, but yeah. it is the most powerful hand-thrown weapon that humans have ever devised. It's more hmm. accurate and goes further than anything else hand-thrown. Uh, it imparts about the same energy as the atlatl, but the atlatl you're you're gaining some extra leverage, so it's not technically a hand-thrown weapon. Right. Uh, I mean, this was it's a was a big jump from from throwing spears. It actually has performance better than Olympic javelins that they're throwing now. Yeah. 
But it's really neat. So it's the apex of that technology. Yeah. And what we want to do at Atlas is we want to take the apex of firearms technology, bring it to that level. We want the most advanced firearm that, that we can produce. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's kind of a concept that I went with the ZK-22. Yeah. Uh, I wanted the best possible ergonomic bullpup platform. And it got there. I mean, people the size of, of Zeke, who is a massive, massive... It's a big individual. individual. Yeah. yeah. Zeke, hope you're feeling better. Uh, get well soon. Uh, whenever you get to hear this, or somebody yeah, he should be he should be up and running by the by the time this gets aired. Yeah, yeah. we definitely he'll be, hope so. He'll be back on his feet. Yeah, yeah. or somebody as small as uh, as as Little Red Danger, from the the largest imaginable to a very small frame. It's a comfortable stock. Mm-hmm. Fits well. Points and aims great. Uh, and it's, it's got a natural, you know, kind of feel to it where everything's located that you've got on it everything's just kind of ergonomically natural absolutely there's a reason that a lot of people like the bullpup and unless you're adam baldwin it doesn't hurt your hands (laughs) i gotta i gotta hear this is that something you can talk about actually we ran into him the other day and to be perfectly honest he was a really really great guy he was really funny yeah you know so we're, we're sitting here talking to animal mother and he's like, and he picks up the bullpup and put it in his hand. He goes, oh, it kind of cuts into my hand right here. And he's got hands as big as mine. Which yeah, he's are, a big guy. Yeah, he's about five or six inches taller than I am, and I'm right at six foot. So, and I, but I've got he's on Joe's favorite show. Is that your favorite show too? Firefly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Firefly. That's, that's I like. Where I know, that's where I know him from. So whenever I think of it, I'm thinking yeah. Jane, as Jane. Who's a, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the toughest guy, you know, around. And, yeah. and his hands are as big as mine. Right? I have kind of big hands for uh, for somebody my height. And he was like, oh, it cuts into my hand right here. And then he goes, I am a wuss. I am from Hollywood. He did come off and admit that pretty quick. <laughs> and we kind of got to hang out with him for a little while. And he was actually a really gracious, really, really nice guy. Yeah, he seems like he would be real cool. And he's yeah. he's a big Second Amendment supporter. Big, uh, Most everybody that's going to be listening to this radio show is probably going to enjoy like following him on Twitter. I'm, yeah. I'm going to come out and say it. I'm kind of a kind of a big Twitter guy right now. I'm, I'm trying to I'm push that that market. I really enjoy it. You're tweeting? You know? Uh, tweeting, I'll, I'm tweeting about this meeting right now. Right as we speak. Show. Yes, awesome. So, um, no, it's not. No, see, I, Joe keeps calling it chirping. I can't get him to get it. Chirping. He doesn't do it, so he doesn't get it right. I don't do it either. I've so. kind of found the value on Twitter. I mean, it's it's really kind of neat because you can just sling it out there quick, fast. So it's tweet, tweet, twat, twat. Tweeting. Is that what it is? It's tweeting. It's tweeting. You, you, tweeting. I, I'm going dra- to. Okay, I see somebody else is going to have to drag into the, uh, you know, the 21st century. Zeke, Zeke handles that side. I do the Facebook stuff. So, uh, he does the Instagram and the. the Facebook is really taking a like a downturn for the firearms industry. Yeah, they're they're kind of they're kind of giving us the raw deal, aren't they? They won't even yeah. take my money for like really? paid advertising and things like that. Will not do it. Matter of fact, there's a, there's a there's a tweet that just went out with me on it from Atomic Gray, who was just in this room like five minutes ago. And there's a picture of me talking on this show. Sweet, so, yeah. It's 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 so real time. It's it's there's a lot of values, a lot of a lot of good stuff there to it. So I'm I'm retweeting that as we speak. I've got to I've got to download it on my phone and and start doing it. I guess. Yeah. Tag me. Have to break down and do Hashtag. it. Hashtag. I got gotcha. you. Tag tag talking lead. Now, are you finding that that most people are are finding you now uh, with the new? Well, a lot uh, of people we had, me and Charlie had brand. our individual followers, mm-hmm. and so that's been a real easy transition because the fans of ours were the fans that were interested in the products and things like that, not the drama based mm-hmm. show 
aspect of it. Right. So it's really been an easy transition for there. We've gained a tremendous amount of support from there, and a tremendous, tremendous amount of growth in our social network from that. So that's been Very a cool. real benefit to us. Now, so have you completely done away with the other company? Uh, the other company's still around. I mean, there's still a lot of commitments we've got to do. Uh, right. Uh, the ZK-22 is, is being transitioned over to Atlas Defense. Everybody that has an order with with Red Jacket will be fulfilled. Back to uh, you guys, yeah. over to, to Atlas. Yep. So cool. it's there. We are, again, taking a wait list at Atlas Defense for the ZK-22. Everybody's been uh, over about the last four months. Where do we get it? Where do we get it? Because it just kind of had to sanitize the right. website a little bit. Yeah, it just kind of came to a halt. I mean, it's understandable. And everybody's just... We're going to get it. We're going to get it. I want to get I don't care how long it takes. Uh, just get one there. So we set up a wait list program on Atlas Defense. You get on and put a dollar down because we have to be able to, to get your information and like that. Right. Uh, they need to put some skin in the game, don't they? Yeah. Well, yeah. it keeps the a dollar. What's a dollar? It keeps the seven, seven-year-olds on there <laughs> racking up. So, so I actually have a, a good idea on how we need to – go forward with the production runs and things like that. Yeah. So you put it on a dollar, and you won't be charged for the remainder until the day the stock shows. There you go. That's a reasonable way to do it, I think. Absolutely. So have you got, like, an ETA on when when those are going to? Right now, I don't want to put anything out there, but yeah. it, it should be should be pretty soonish. Soonish? Soonish. Yeah. yeah. Sooner rather than later. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's, uh, it's been a tough – it's been a tough ride for us, uh, Looking forward to 2015, 2014, the downturn of the industry, and then all of the the problems that oh uh, yeah that everybody's well yeah well aware of yeah, there was it was a heavy hit yeah but you guys are you are persevering you're overcoming and Have you're no, succeeding yeah absolutely you are succeeding the support we've received here at at Shot Show has just been affirming and it's been great yeah. I, I mean I expected some. You know, I mean, I knew there was a couple of companies we were going to talk to that we've we've been doing business with before, mm-hmm. and we've talked to on the phone, hadn't seen in person, you know, and then and those are the ones I went to first. As soon as sure. I hit the door here, there's a couple of companies uh, we've worked with Voodoo Tactical really, ta- really, really, really closely in the past. That's uh, for those of you who don't know, that's all Voodoo Tactical and Major Surplus and Survival are sort of the same company. And anybody who's ever 12 years old and bought a gas mask out of the back of you know Guns and Ammo or Soldier <laughs> of Fortune and bought that for Major Surplus and Survival. Yeah, and that's uh, and that's a, just a fantastic family-based, family-oriented company. And I walked into that booth. Like the first day of shot, and got six hugs from like three people. Mm-hmm. Like, hey man, we're glad you're here. What can we do to help? You yeah. know, what do you need from what, us? What do you need, what do you from, need us? from us? Yeah. What do you, what do you, you know, so and Joe was Joe's idea because we've got the new we've got a new gun store, which is uh, enough well enough named uh, Mo Guns M E A U X Guns, oh, which yeah. is Joe's last name. Yeah. So and then uh, so it's like a FFL kind of thing. Yeah, well, yeah, we wanted to have presence locally where people can go mm-hmm. and hey i'm going to run down to Aklas defense and get some firearms kind of yeah so we've got mo guns so it's, it's mo, guns. mo guns i need yeah. mo guns it's, it's uh <laughs> get me some mo guns it's a local shop it's a retail so i mean it's 
it's not really directed towards a national audience. Mm-hmm. Just where we can have just a local flavor products. kind of thing. We we'll have Mossberg, Benelli, whoever, Glock, Aquas Defense, of course. We yeah. have a, we have a small Red Jacket area as well. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think having Soon to get smaller. I think having the quote yeah the quote <laughs> brick and mortar store is is a good thing for us to do because it will always keep us in touch with the public. Right. You know because that's something we never really want to lose sight of. Whenever you're building guns or building weapons or developing anything, you always want to be able to have a contact yeah. with the general public and have ability to say, yeah, we're, we're, we have the defense company. Yes, we're building cutting-edge materials or doing things. But, you know, we know that we can. there's other ways. We, can, we have an FFL, so let's use it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we use it to, to – we can order guns. We're, we're in – uh, we have the capability to either have things shipped to us or, or go pick up from a major distributor in town. And uh, now, are we, you guys? We enjoy, we, I enjoy selling guns to people. I mean, you know, it's fun. Yeah, I mean, that's so part let's, of it. Let's I mean, do that's, it. That's kind of what what you guys do. You know. Now, what I was going to get to is that is are you still, you know, taking those uh, people that come in and say, "Hey, I'm looking for something like this. Can you build this for me?" Are you guys still doing stuff like that? Yeah, we are doing custom stuff. Cool. Uh, we're not doing kind of the, the crazy show type stuff. Yeah, yeah. And most people that are actually wanting guns don't want things like that. <laughs> yeah. But you're getting like some of those uh, those uh, secret squirrel kind of guys still coming to you. And- uh, ARs, platforms, people that want like a custom configuration. Or mm-hmm. we, we have some great uh, products. We have baseline M4 style carbine up to our race gun and... I've been shooting three gun for for a while. Now. Yeah, I was going to get into that. Here, I was going to see how how that's going for you. Uh, got to get back into it. Really, uh, yeah. It's been, been kind of had to put it on the back burner. Yeah, well, that's understandable. A little distracted. Uh, also, Bianchi Cup. I've been enjoying that. Uh, action pistols, cranking back up where I am. So, I'll be hitting the press and. So what's your uh, what's your what's your arsenal now? What do you got? What's your, what's uh, your three-gun kit? Three gun? Yeah, what's your well, three-gun kit? Well, of course, I'm I'm running the Atlas Defense Falcata Elite Race Gun. Falcata Elite Race Gun? <laughs> Falcata Elite, yeah. I, Falcata, I need, what is that? Well, Falcata is a, a short sword. After the spears were done, then it went down a kind of knit and gritty. So it's like the, the close combat. Close combat. It's yeah. a, a really, really devastating sword. Short sword kind of has a, a real sharp downturn a lot of forward weight for slicing and hacking uh bust through a lot of the shields and things like a hoplon style mm-hmm. shield it could cut through it the angled you could reach around shields and things like that think of a kukri with not quite so much bend to it and okay maybe, and maybe yeah. a handguard which is really funny because i had a sword design that i designed and had built for me walked into the shop and joe's like Charlie, that's a falcata, <laughs> and I'm like, you're well, not the first one to do that. Right? Well, well, no, I didn't, I didn't intentionally make it into something that he had just. Na- he named the gun that like two days before, and I didn't know that that's what he was going to start calling our rifle. Right. So you know, we're it's, whatever. We're Communication tra- guys. We're, Communication. we're tracking yeah, again. So well, after the Aklas has been used, it's kind of like the artillery part of it. Then the guys get down nitty gritty, like the soldiers are in there with the falcata with the swords. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like. Big artillery stuff, and then the troops go in with M4s and things like that. Right. So it's a, kind of a natural progression, and I yeah. really like the name. That's a cool really. name. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I think it's Are there cool. pictures of it out? Do you get? Yeah, absolutely. The website AquasDefense.com. Okay. Uh, we've got our Falcata MOE, uh, our Falcata Elite, which is a race gun, mm-hmm. and then we have our Falcata IS, which is our integrally suppressed system, which is Ooh, really really cool. Yeah. Uh, available in five, five, six, and three hundred. Starts with a twelve-inch barrel. So you can throw it on a pistol or an SBR, mm-hmm. or you can have a 16-inch 
barrel, so the suppressor tube is permanently attached and part of the barrel. Yeah. So it's it would be only a single tack stamp gun on a rifle. Absolutely, that's cool, man. So those are available now for people to go on They're available and, and pick available them up now. Put them put them in their uh, bag of tricks. Huh? Yeah, Dave is at the shop right now, busy turning out course for <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I might have to get on that list. You, you need to. Yeah. You need that, to. That sounds cool. You know, the, the sooner you get on it, the sooner you can get your suppressor. You know, yeah, that's there, the wait. There's, there's that's a wait where time. the wait comes in. There's yeah. a wait time, and you know, we can't do anything about that. Nobody can do anything about that. Now, if you're can a, you? If you're a congressman. You can't do anything about it. You've got to wait for the ATF yeah. to clear that. Now, if I put my order in, can do I have to have the actual rifle before I can go on that list for this, the suppressor, or do you – can you say, hey, I want this, and you know, I'm going to order this, here's my money, blah, 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 and then... And then well, with the NFA stuff, we don't, we, don't charge full, we don't charge the full amount until we actually start building it and we start the transfer. Because once the transfer mm-hmm. started, it's a real pain in the butt. Well, the transfer, I guess back. that's what I... Yeah, that's... Yeah. So to have the transfer, you got to have a serial number and everything okay. like that. So whenever... So it's actually got to be transferred to you before you can do the... Uh, well, we register it. The NFA. Yeah, we register it in a serial number. And we allocate that in our system. Mm-hmm. The gun's built and ready to go, and then that's when we start the serial number run for the forms to get it to you or your dealer. If you're in-state in Louisiana, gotcha. we can transfer it directly. Yeah. If you're in another state, it has to go to an NFA dealer in that yeah. state. I know, and I know those wait times uh, vary. You just you kind of never know. what About what are they right dealer now? Dealer to dealer right now is running 6 to 12 weeks. Uh, which is actually pretty good. Uh, That's not bad. Dealer to individual in our area, some have come back as fast as about six, seven months. Some of them are taking longer. Uh, mm. We've had some go yeah. up to 14 months. Oh, wow. And I'm not sure why there's such a, a variation, just whose desk it hit, where it's at. If there's any errors, ATF's really good about saying, hey, we got an error, we'll fix it, get it back to them. And it doesn't have that much delay in the system. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it can, but it didn't put you back into the back of the line, right. so to speak. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. Uh, ATF, so, uh, I think they're getting close to letting uh, e-forms out again for individual transfers, which is awesome. Yeah, that would be great. I hear that Form 1 electronic forms are coming back fast. Approvals are coming back fast with those. Yeah. So if you have a trust... Uh, Something not going to an individual, but like mm-hmm. a trust or an LLC or something like that. You can form one SBRs or make your own suppressor, things like right. that. They're coming back really, really fast. Yeah, a lot of people are, are doing that nowadays. So uh, what's, your, what's your pistol? What are you on your pistol? Uh, Glocks. I'm a big Glock fan. Glock, Glock 34. Yeah. Uh, Carver Customs in Florida built me up some great, great pieces. It's a good-looking system. What, Charlie? <laughs> you and plastic guns. I Granted, I, I have a Glock. I have a Glock 17 that I run. I run it pretty much basically stock because I'm, when I shoot, when I shoot three gun, I shoot like I'm going to shoot. You know, the gun that I'm going to keep in my truck. So you're doing three gun too? Yeah, but I didn't I, know you were into three gun. Yeah, well, too. Um, right, cool. Joe, Joe doesn't like to talk about three gun. Last time we competed, who won was it? Uh oh, I. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> a little competitiveness going on here, guys. But, well, but it, it, who, I do. Ha- who won out of this table? <laughs> <laughs> Shout and out to Zach. Zach. Zach was, yeah, who who got to finish the match out of the, this table? Not Did he get DQ'd? Yeah, I got a DQ. 
thank you. Oh, yeah. man. See? That doesn't count. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. But up to that point. I, I like doing it. I don't put as much. Joe likes to put a lot of his effort, a lot of effort and work and, and customization and tweaking into his weapons for three gun. And I don't. I like to grab it off the shelf and run it. Just go, yeah. Because that's, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm too lazy to customize a weapon so these days. Uh, the Joe's taking a file he's, to it. A yeah, he's, he's, Joe's, buffing his, Joe's buffing pistol ammo. Like he smooths it around, <laughs> ends, of, ends of those rounds off so well, they feed comes, better. That comes from kind of the bullseye shooting he used to do in long yeah. range, uh, high power stuff. But I do have a tendency to tweak things and. That sometimes bites me in the ass. Jo- mm-hmm. Yeah, but well, jo- Joe's, Joe's the, the sword. The night before the the match, I'm like, I want to put a optic on this, break out the mill, <laughs> break out the mill, drill out the drill out or just a rail section, stick an optic on or something like that, or, or tweak with the ammo feed or trigger mechanism. Just yeah, yeah, and it's it sometimes bites me in the ass. And sometimes I'm usually busy working on his stuff with him, they're, you know, tweaking the mine or whatever. But I'll, I like to, to run. I like to just like to run them stock. Like you grab something, like just say, in my head, it's always like, hey, what if I grab somebody else's weapon and had to use it? Yeah. You know, so there's my. Now, are you running that uh, short sword um, <laughs> gun as well? Uh, I'm, What's yeah. the word? What's it Falcata. called? Falcata. 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 Yeah, Falcata. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build mine as not so much as a race gun. I'm going to run it like uh, just a. Uh, probably going to put a little bit longer barrel on it with mm-hmm. a uh, with a regular handguard or like a, one of the slim uh, magpoles or something on it, or one of our new hand, or one of our new carbon fiber handguards. Probably what I'm going to end up using. Or one of the, Sam- the Samsons are yeah, great stuff. Yeah, some, something for that, and and then just run it. Now, don't you do the the cowboy shoot stuff too? I used to. I uh, kind of got away from that because it's so scorchingly expensive. Oh yeah, because you've got to run four guns. You know, you've got to have yeah. two. You have two pistols, a shotgun, and a rifle, and you have to. And it gets real pricey, and so you can't. Not do, to mention the outfits you got to buy. You know? Well, you know, I, I don't have all that. One, think, really. What's your cowboy I think name? Charlie's favorite thing is is the costume. The, the <laughs> dressing up. I used to go. Uh, well, the name it's not registered with SASS, but I always shot under Chuck Nobody. Chuck Nobody. Yeah, so that was that was my shooting name. That, there you go. I, I used to have a good time with it and used to do it, but it was, uh, you know, it's, like I said, it's, it's real expensive with the price of ammo going up and and just the lack of time to be able to reload forty five yeah. long Colt. And because I'm not going to shoot the thirty eights and the thirty sevens because I, I feel like okay, you know, that's that's cute, you know, but I really want to shoot the big bullets. <laughs> I like shooting the big bullets, the big calibers, and. So and the, the in order to get those weapons to run right, those, yeah. they really do cost a good bit of money. So I mean that's kind of kind of like a three gun. It's, it was yeah. like the original. It's like, three yeah, gun I was gonna shooting. say it's kind of where it yeah. three gun sort of grew out of it. I mean, I'm not gonna say I'm gonna say three gun was grown out of cowboy shooting, it, but it, but cowboy shooting was some of the original multi gun. It was around big before competitions. You know, you know? your modern three they, gun right now. SASS has what like fifty thousand members in it. I mean, it's a fantastic outfit. And I, yeah, you know. So they have a, that's a good bunch, and I think they really have to get to the heart of the real fun of shooting. Three Gun kind of has that too, though. But like, you go to an Ipsic match, everybody's sitting around trying to get in the zone. When you know? they start dressing up for the the Three Gun, that's going to be. Yeah, we need you know, new, we need new jerseys, by the way. We're working on it. Working on it. You get some jerseys. Yeah, I gotta get new jerseys. We had jerseys, but we can't use them anymore. You doing them like hockey style jerseys or football style jerseys? We're gonna do them like. Race gun. Or race. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were just going to you know, set a new standard. Come on. Uh, we'll get some Saints jerseys. Yeah, we can do that. That would I be cool. I can True Breeze. <laughs> <laughs> He's already called Dibs. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I'll go purple and gold to LSU. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll figure it out. But it's, uh, 
So you guys got a lot. I mean, you're busy. You guys are you guys are busy, busy, busy. It, the last you got a lot going on. I mean, with the the restructuring weeks. and and then now all the new orders coming in for the new company, and that's only going to continue to grow. Starting fresh is uh, it's been interesting. Yeah, I got to give mm-hmm. a shout out to our employees though. Yes, absolutely. You know, name them. Throw everybody, it out there. Everybody that's there: Dave, Zach, Vanessa, Vanessa Steve, even Gabe. Gabe, yeah, Gabe, uh, good old Gabe, Mikey, 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 and Dennis, Mikey yeah, and Dennis, Wallace, Wallace yeah. and Dennis, you know. Dennis, Vanessa, it's just everybody's really, really behind it and helping out and moving forward, cranking it out for you. Awesome. Yeah. Those were the people that were there, there whenever it was real late and we had to get something done. Those are the people that were there. Yeah. And uh, that's the people that are still here with me, and that's that's something well, that's, I'm never gonna forget. That's why you guys are going to be successful with this too. The, you know, yeah. the people you got behind you. And, Absolutely. Uh, we, we is there anything have... else that uh, we'll make sure I cover everything you guys want to talk about? Um, I don't know. I just like talking about guns and stuff. So. Yeah. Well, we talked yeah. about the bomb dropper already. We can do. You know, the bomb dropper is awesome. That thing. <laughs> I love that. But we launched the website. It's been five days now. But the first two sales on it were bomb droppers. It's, it's the first two things, huh? 2015, the year of the shit <laughs> Now we're getting into dog accessories, huh? What's even better? It's, lifestyle, it's a lifestyle product, a lifestyle gear product for guys that have the service dogs. And the, the story, the guy that the, was working in the shop whenever it was in, invented, the story he tells is, he said, I came into the shop cause, for my day job, and I came into the shop and was hanging, I was hanging out. I said, we, can hey. mention, we, we can mention it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can mention the fact that I'm a forensic scientist. We can say talk about that here, or we can talk about, no, no, about Jason's no. name. Jason. Oh, Jason. Jason with SDI. Jason, yeah, Jason's Jason. Yeah, he's Jason. A friend, friend of the show. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, Jason with SDI. He was helping uh, helping us, and his it was you know part of the part They're of our sponsor. Really, okay, well, <laughs> it was his I, well, his idea. You know, it was, was the bomb dropper was partly his idea. I mean, it was something he was he was asking about, you know, talking about, which is what I found out later. But I walk in the shop, and he's like. Charlie, we made a poo bag dispenser. Or no, Charlie, we had a great idea. And I'm like, is this going to make me sad? <laughs> and it, then it was. Think we twice made, before you speak. Then we made a poo bag dispenser. And I, was, I hung my head like this. <laughs> and then they showed it to me. And I was like, this is amazing. This is a fantastic idea. Joe's like, see, I told you. You don't believe in me. I'm like, just shut up. Just <laughs> shut up and make them. <laughs> Get them on the website. It's pretty cool. We talked about it. Uh, and then 45 minutes later. Well, you can later, put all kinds of things in that. I mean, it doesn't have, just have to be poopy. The poopy dispensers. Uh, uh, licorice. Licorice. <laughs> I make a licorice dispenser out well, of it. Condoms. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. Well, it does uh, have a removable base you can put. You can reload it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but not necessarily Pez. but Not yeah. just for the service dog, but if you've just had your little operator, just hang one of those on your diaper bag and you can seal up those diapers. <laughs> there you go. Somebody yeah. that just likes cool hardware that has a dog yeah. running around everybody walks their dog i mean mine courteous i got a big great dane and you know take him out and he drops need, a big mine you, you may, know, you may, need you might need bags. some extra large uh you'd be surprised how much you can fit in those bags yeah yeah he's he's quite big <laughs> hey, can't we make shot element. glasses oh it, it started out we make mark 19s the fully automatic 40 millimeter grenade launcher mm-hmm. really really cool pieces so we had these laying around. Charles is opening one of the bags. He's what? testing it. Yeah, I bet you that sounds great over the mic. Hey, Sammy. <laughs> Sammy was our old audio technician, and stuff like this drove him nuts. Insane, so. so you can fit a massive amount. You can stick your whole head in there, Marty. Uh, I got a small head, but I don't think I can get my head in there. 
we can. I'm sure we can get in there. Well, yeah, I could probably get some of his poo with that big old Oshi poo. With the Mark 19s, it's a really cool project. So we're making a reloadable case system. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if, if you've never seen a Mark 19, the empty shell is it's 40 millimeters around, and it's about an inch and a quarter or so, uh, about an inch and a half tall. Mm-hmm. It's about the perfect size for a shot glass. <laughs> so I was thinking, Zach, let's uh, open that up a little bit more and go a little deeper. Let's see what kind of volume we can get out of that. Well, we did it, and perfect size, perfect volume. Works great for about, a shot about glass. About three-eighths of an inch of aluminum on the bottom, so if you stick it in a freezer, you get a lot of thermal capacity there. Uh-huh. Pour that liquor in, and, man, aluminum can absorb some heat. I mean, it can suck some energy in. So once it's cold, you dump that liquor in, that liquor gets cold. Yeah. Uh, transfers so fast you'll often see some little crystals change of state and you'll get this little vapor smoke so it's really cool cool. really neat effect uh but the shot glass is sitting there so you didn't bring a shot glass uh well (laughs) where's your backpack there's over there the Atlas Defense Boom Shot, based off of the Mark 19. That's what you're calling the shot glass. Yep, the boom shot. Oh, cool, the boom shot. Okay, I like that. Oh yeah, sure is. This it. But so the shot glasses were sitting there on the table. We had some shells, like the the Projos, the projectiles for the Mark 19s, sitting there. And Jason came in and he just, I don't know, he just kind of saw it. I was like, hey, that would be cool for a poop bag. This bitch. I'm just kind of staring at him. And like, like what? Mm. This is shot glass, dude. It's a, it's a grenade. Yeah, <laughs> it's a grenade. It's a, These are it's actual a golden egg nine eighteen grenade bodies <laughs> that's the real deal it's yeah, the real yeah. Deal. yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's not something you've pressed together it's no so he's looking at it and said uh yeah they just don't make a good one so he pulls out his and he said yeah i just got this one's already broke again i'm like really <laughs> this thing is and piece if, of junk and if your dog was to get a hold of it it would be instantly destroyed oh yeah, those so, little plastic things yeah they're about 45 useless. minutes later we had the first working pair of prototypes uh and we decided we wanted to do some changes so we we like hopped in the truck and went to the hardware store looking for some hardware pieces. And in the end, we kind of popped smoke on all of the hardware and just went strictly with keep it simple, stupid. It's absolutely durable, 550 cord, Grimlocks to hold it Man, on. Thank you. Hard anodized aluminum, nitrided, uh, about H&M metals, bodies. So it's, it's ordnance steel that's nitrated. It's got, it's got some good substance to it's it. It's some good weight to it. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah, what, about a pound, would you say? Uh, Half a pound? pound. No, never pound really. About a pound we haven't got the the stats on it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll have to. Well, it's got a good weight. Any of the guys that's ever shot a Mark 19 or, or even a 203 shooting the golden eggs out of those, they know the size and kind of that feel, so it's pretty cool. Right. It's basically I'm digging it, man. bomb-proof. Yeah. So it's got an actual No pun intended. It, it, I mean, the fact of the matter is, it's made from the actual round on the front side. The, the shot glass portion of it was actually in, was intended originally to look like that anyway. So it really yeah. does look like, and would fit in holders for such. You know, if you had like the bandoliers of them or whatever. Uh-huh. You know, we haven't uh, we haven't you actually got the paracord on there, so you can like you know make clips and mm-hmm. you can clip it on your gear and your bag. And clip it on the dog. Let the dog carry it from. You know, yeah, you don't have to carry it. Dog can carry it. Yeah. You know, they all all have those harnesses on them that say "service dog" on them. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know for for carrying spare gear that's a that's an added bonus for a lot of those guys you know if they need to to go anywhere or do something they can clip stuff on magnet. their dog so uh-oh 
I'm, product I think development. I'm, I think I've got something for you. Product development and, and oh, live, live recorded product development. I think I see where Marty's going here. Yeah, yeah. So Do you have one of these on the. Away from the mics and electronics and things. Don't stick that. Uh, yeah. There you go. You put that on the service dog vest and try pulling it. That's not bad. Need any magnet? And I, well, uh, now you can't. There we go. But you don't need to get it off. You just pull the bag off. Yeah. One of the guys saw it. He, he runs a kennel. And he said, oh, I want one of those. No. I want six of them. And I want them linked up <laughs> and on a bracket. So at the kennel, I can just grab them. Yeah. Just, do, do, just do, 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 pull them out. Like, that's brilliant. Yes. Sell belts of these things. Boom. Just like that. Yeah. Those magnets can be scary. They can be, man. Yeah. These things. You can like, crush finger. Yeah, you this right here finger. will hurt your finger. Yeah. No doubt. Well, there you go, that's man. A, that's a hell of a magnet. The, the boys. Uh, uh, you just got to put my name on it. Left hand. Poop holder. <laughs> the left hand poop holder. <laughs> As soon as I finished your nickname, the left hand of the devil. Left hand of the devil. All right, all right, all right. So we got we got to tell a story. So you came up to me uh, at the bar last night, and uh, you're like, "So I'm just speculating here, but uh, does your name have anything to do with left hand of the devil, which is a uh, the name of the character, or the nickname of the character, the Terrence Hill movies uh, from Trinity? There was the left hand and the right hand of the devil. There was Trinity and the Bambino, and these yeah. were these are old spaghetti westerns. And Terrence which Hill, which are the best, were Terrence Hill was incredibly fast even without trick photography yeah. he was a lightning fast guy and he, was, he played a really interesting character that really didn't really care about much and he would not ride his horse he would lay on a travel wall behind it and tell his horse to go to california and the horse would he'd get dragged through rivers and streams and yeah. whatever and he'd while he'd sleep and he was a lightning fast gunman and it was considered that was one of his names was the left hand of the devil and so that's what i asked you and I, anyway it turns and, out and i said know, yes that's exactly how i got my my nickname so there you go so for all those people who are, who are wondering, that that's the history of, of Left Hand, how I got my nickname. Cool. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> See, I think there's another version of that story. But... <laughs> of how I came up with the yeah. – yeah. There's like ten different uh, versions of how that came up, but that's I'm sticking good. with that one. But I if like you can, that. If you can tie anything with a spaghetti western, I mean, you're coming out ahead. Oh, heck yeah. Especially when you're in the firearms industry and you're tying it in with something like that. That's kick ass. So do you guys have like nicknames for each other? Yes, when he's not back in the shop, you would, you would, you would have to, you would have to bleep them out. <laughs> That's what I do. You know, uh, it's it's you know not really. Just hey you, Joe, whatever. Um, he called. I, I do get called Charlie at the shop. Uh, my name is Charles, but I get called Charlie at the shop, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, Joe's. I'm doing Joe, my best to call you Charles. Joe has a brother named Charles, so it allows. I think that's some, some delineation for him, which yeah. is which works. That's it would cool. get a little confusing. Yeah. Because his brother comes around pretty routinely. He's our IT guy, so oh okay, you know, yeah. so he's he's around, and so you're probably yelling his name quite a bit to to take oh. care of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. When's your next uh, competition? Actually, I don't know. Got uh, any, not anything coming action, up immediately? Pistol is cranking back up. I'm going to try and hit one of those one of those local matches, mm. you know, either in Lake Charles or Liberty. If I don't shoot sporting clays soon, I'm going to go nuts. I need to get out and do some of that. Yeah, you're a big clay guy. I mean, I I like it. I haven't done it in a a little while, but I've had had time. But that's one. As far as shooting 
competitions go. It's one of my absolute most favorite things to shoot. I tried doing it with my Mossberg 930, but it really isn't good for shooting things out of the air. So I'm gonna have to come up with another shotgun to try that with. Yeah, that's good always day. a that's always a good dilemma to have. Yeah. I need another gun. Well, I used to do, I did it with a double barrel side by side for quite some time, and you get a lot of weird looks at the, the, clay the side range. by sides. With side by sides, but you know, <laughs> I don't care. I can shoot it. It's my coach gun. Boom. <laughs> We never finished talking about the three-gun setup. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we're on the the shotty. Yeah. The 930. The Mossberg 930. Yeah. Uh, The JM Pros. Just a great running shotgun. Great running gun. I think all of What have you done to it? I know know you've done (laughs) something to it. Mine is rather tweaked. Uh, (laughs) I've I would be disappointed if it weren't. Further opened up the the shelf feed area. Got an X-rail on it. Uh, it's actually a custom one-off X-Rail. Cool. Mark over there. Set I'm sure out. there's some pictures of that floating around. Yeah, it's an intermediary between the long one and the real short one. Right. Uh, the the long one is just it, a lot of ammo. Got a rail on it, red dot. It's it's pretty tall. Do you lightened it up anywhere? Sounds no, like you just made no, it heavier. No, just made it heavier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joe shoots open class, which is... Fun, yeah. I, I'm a, if you I'm imagine, a gear, I'm a gear hog. I just, yeah. I like optics and things. If you I'm imagine, the same way, man. Yeah. If you imagine I love just it. duct taping a box and a half of shells to the front end of your shotgun. That's how he starts off any stage. <laughs> well, I'm not a really good loader, so I figure I might as well just start the stage with as much ammo as I need. There you go, as much the as they'll allow, right? Yeah. Same thing with the rifle. Start with a 60 round mag in it, and <laughs> don't have to worry about changing it. The the pistol. I mean, it's stick 20 rounds or so in that So day. do you run run matches that, that say, all right, you can only have so much in the magazine, and then so that it forces you to reload? I try and avoid those. You don't, yeah. That's, <laughs> well, why, that's, the, that's why I do open. The thing with open is it's open. You can do what you, you want. You can do whatever. Yeah. I shoot tack optics, and so do I. So did Charlie. Which is essentially more your stock guns. Yeah. It's a, you can have one optic on your rifle than most tack optics. Things. That's the only optic you can have. Mm-hmm. No extended magazine capacities. You can only start with X amount of ammunition in your shotgun, which I learned. Yeah. Welcome to <laughs> open class, Charlie. I, yeah, I, I accidentally <laughs> ghost loaded mine and stuck an extra round in it without really counting. And DQ. Pres- no, no, no. no. no you just get bumped. They just bumped me up to open class when yeah. I'm shooting against guys with gear like Joe. And so I'm with restricted, you know, capacities oh, yeah. and things. I should have just run his gear, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me borrow that. It's my run. It's not like you're going head to head or anything, you know. Well, it, we, it's fun when we compete, but you know, at the end of the day, it's all about you know putting lead down range and having a good time. That's right. So, Making things go pow pow pow. Joe can out shoot me in a rifle course any day, any time. I don't shoot rifles well. It's, I don't. I can't, my eyesight's not that good. So, you know. Fact of life. I run a pistol yeah. too now. I know. Yeah. Now shotgun. <laughs> shotgun is a different story. He's got you on the shotty. That's yeah. why I have a red dot on my shotgun. <laughs> it helps. Shotguns don't make sense to me. Yep. I like rifles and pistols. There's one bullet and a front and rear sight, yep. and I can make them go where I need it. Something you can somewhat control. Well, the shoddy is just it's, area effect, it's an area effect weapon, which is you know yeah. always superior. Well, you could get you could shoot slugs. Yeah, well, certain stages have slug targets. Yeah, the ones that mess me up are the steel poppers that have the uh, flipper that throws the clay up. Oh, Generally, I just put a shot at it and watch it miss and hit the ground. And <laughs> break, like, and no I, way I go to the next target. <laughs> Those are really fun, though. They're yeah. fun, but they're really challenging. Yeah, yeah. but. 
I like those. So I guess it would be too complicated to uh, like cycle your your shells and have like for the clays and then you know. The well, shot for the a clays lot of places, uh, if you shoot one of their steel targets with a slug, <laughs> you pay for the target, and then there's anything from a DQ to a time penalty. Um, to getting kicked out of the course. <laughs> one match I went to, not this past December, but last year, it was a $50, to- $50 per steel target you hit plus 50-second penalty. Ouch. And one guy racked up. They were two- serious. Yeah. He he misloaded his shotgun, and he racked up $200 worth of uh, oh my contributions to the club. If, you ever, if you've ever seen a slug hit one of those little targets, it's amazing. The amount yeah. of energy that that thing imparts. It's I bet like, it makes a gong, doesn't it? Yeah. Zing! Yeah, they're just. Yeah, he just shot that with a slug. Yeah, yeah. The shot $50. knocks him over. The slug just accelerates. Yeah, them. it throws him fifty, sixty feet behind. Body slams him. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's like instantaneous energy transfer accelerations. Like it turns <laughs> it into another projectile. Yeah, that's cool. So, guys, we appreciate you being on our one hundredth episode, helping us celebrate that here at Shot Show. Yeah, we appreciate you having us on. This is, this it's been is... a pleasure. We are so glad that you guys are, are back at it and up and going. And appreciate uh, it. again, you know, you've heard this a hundred times. We're here for you. Anything you need, just just yell at us. Hey, Thanks, man. Man, dot com is the website. If you know everybody out there listening, go on. Just go in there and check it out. And see what we're doing. See what we've got to offer. You know, I'd appreciate just uh, just a look at the website. And if you have any problems with it, let us know. You yeah. know, there's, there's and you community. guys are Facebook too, I'm sure. Oh. Uh, hit them up on Facebook and uh, you know, and Twitter, show them your support. Twitter is uh, my Twitter is Charles R Watson and uh, Joe's is it's Joe Mo J O E M E A U X. Real easy and simple. And we're available to discuss whatever. I try to respond to almost every tweet I get. We've heard the support so much here, and we just, over yeah. and over, people just say. Man, I'm so glad that, that you and Charlie are, are pushing forward with this. I've heard so many I'm people. Glad s- you're moving away from that other the other brand. Yeah, and so many people yeah. have said, been saying you guys are my two favorites on the show anyway. Well, I'm pretty yeah. sure they say that to everybody. everybody. I, I don't know if they say that to everybody. No. Yeah. No. Maybe one, maybe one or two individuals that aren't getting that treatment. Yeah, I guarantee there's not. Yeah, yeah but because I uh, I hear it. From other people and their yeah, I like Joe and Charlie, Flem, Vince. They yeah. broke off and did their own thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we like we like and, those and two guys too. Flem, going Flem back, and Vince, back uh, to they're solid guys. What Vince mentioned there, I mean, me, Charlie, and Vince started Red Jacket Firearms, and and kind of the way you saw it go down on TV, not really kind of yeah yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it, you guys are in the end going to be better off for it. And so, and re, in in your redesign and you know your rebirth here yeah, I think so. with with Aklas, looking forward no to doubt. It. Looking forward to it. Fresh start has been uh, interesting. It's tough, but yeah. it is a fresh start. That's right. I mean, and, and a lot of people don't get that opportunity, and you guys, uh, you definitely have that, and you're making the most of it. And you've got you know you've got the whole industry behind you guys. So. Yeah, um, I think so. AklasDefense.com. It's A K L Y S Defense.com. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mo Guns on Mo Facebook Guns. and on the internet, uh, the URL, Twitter, Instagram. Just do a Google search in it. Now, Mo Guns is that is that uh, just a brick and mortar? Or are you going to be doing internet sales on that too? Probably Possibly. just brick and mortar. Uh, we may do internet sales. We're just going to see how how it works. Right. Yeah. Because Atlas Defense is internet sales as well. Gotcha. Mo Guns. That's M E A U X Guns. <laughs> Which is Joe's last name? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. that, that'd be the you know yeah. that's the Magpul guys. Oh, 
Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's that's Joe's last name, and so it's not just a like a. You know, we spell things weird in South Louisiana, kind of thing. That's his last name, and so it's a the sign on the shop is fantastic. It's got a, everything is coming together as far as like the way we're rebranding and the appearances of the stuff. Very cool. I, I'm, I'm very pleased with how everything's coming out. Uh, so it, the, good deal. You know, we're going forward, yeah. not back. Have well, the YouTube account as well. Need to start posting some more videos back. Yeah, we're gonna be. We're gonna feel free to repost our videos from our. Yeah. <laughs> from, from our YouTube channel, we definitely, I definitely uh, share them on my personal Facebook page and stuff. But yeah, I mean, you and I have done some things together. Yeah. You know, yep. I'm still working on the um, Pazikas um, uh, Jaeger. Uh, I'm waiting for that cold, one. Cold War Hot yeah. Range. That was a fantastic uh, experience. Yeah, it yes. was. So I've, I'll have those videos out hopefully in the next uh, next month or so. Looking forward to them. Yeah, that's really funny. Yes, that the people that missed that class missed a lot. Yeah, yeah. both in. The experience between those two fine gentlemen and uh, just the, uh, the the knowledge, <laughs> you know, the history. Yeah. And, you know, I thought it was, yeah. you know, it was yeah. very good. Two good completely and then different. And Reed, when Reed gets up there and starts, you know, throwing oh, his history yeah. behind everything, I mean, it's it's phenomenal to listen to Reed. Yep. And on behalf of Squatch, my good buddy Zeke, get well soon. Yeah, keep your loved ones close and your falcons closer. Awesome man, y'all did that like. You rehearsed it or something. <laughs> like we've been on like radio and before. stuff. All right. Welcome back, guys. This is our 100th episode, and we have the great privilege of celebrating it here at the 2015 SHOT Show in Las Vegas. Thanks to our good buddies at ASP, the Artificial Shoulder Pocket. Check them out at asp.co. They've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check them out, guys. So we've got a, a very, very sexy man, uh, even more sexy than, than Rob Pincus, if you can actually believe it. We have Alessandro. Hello, everybody. Alessandro is with the Safer, Faster Defense. What's Safer and Faster Defense, Alessandro? Well, obviously, it's you know the name of my company, and then um, that's the, it. It's just do you just come reason, up with the name of the company, and you just you just kind of build something around that. I just pick three words out of a hat. You know, but, uh, you know frankly, you're here to you're here to try to figure out what it what it's going to do, right? Exactly. It's no. not my first language, so you know I figured let, let's put something together. But so, uh, in case you can't tell, he's not from Arkansas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so where are you from, Alessandro? Uh, I'm actually from Italy. Uh, grew up in Italy. My family's still there, but I moved to the states uh, quite a while ago and before that i moved around a little bit uh you know kind of uh under a wonder last uh you know episode of my life right, traveled right. quite a bit and did some interesting stuff and you know got to the states and met my what was to be my future wife and now i'm trying to make my life here and uh, you know build yeah. a family and be happy so, so you've, you've settled out on the left coast yeah, I yeah. did. I did settle down on the left coast. Yeah. You, know, you can't we, you can't fault somebody for that. I mean, it's beautiful out there, you know. It is beautiful. That's where my wife's uh, work is. That's you know where I, I, I moved to when I first came to the states. And frankly, uh, I do get a bit of flack from my colleagues and so on because obviously <laughs> I'm a combat focus shooting instructor, and so I teach firearms as well. But yeah, yeah. you know the way that I look at it, uh, it's. Easier to fight for gun rights in Texas and Arizona than it is for in California. So, so you've got you got a bigger fight than than a lot of you. Yeah, lot of people, and, so. and you know, and, and we commend you for taking on that burden. 
thank you very much. And, yes. and I really look at it more of a fight as an education campaign. Yes. You know, the, the more we can well educate said. people, the more we can share the passion that we have for firearms, mm-hmm. the more we can share the rationale for having firearms to protect yourself. I find that... It's not a fight, it's a process. Exactly. Because yeah. when people ask questions, they ask them out of ignorance in the sense that they don't know. They mm-hmm. haven't shot a gun, so a gun is scary if you don't know what it is. You know, yeah. you look at yeah. the movies and you build up the wrong idea about it. Right. When you come to the range with me and you go for an introductory class and so on and you shoot the gun and you realize that actually it is a fun activity mm-hmm. on top of, you know, being the and best useful. to defend yourself. Yeah, right? and useful activity. Yeah. Now, now, you've done some uh, series of uh, DVDs with mm-hmm. uh, PDN as yeah, well. indeed, um, indeed. And you specialize in... Uh, you know, we've kind of been kidding around with the safer, faster defense, uh, mm-hmm. but in uh, knife uh, defense yeah. and protection. So uh, just to you know, finish off uh, about the name. Right? Yeah. The name is, yeah. is born because uh, you know, I got certified in 2007 with Blower Tactical System. If you're not familiar with it, it's a self-defense system that really focuses on integrated body natural reaction mm-hmm. uh, into your training so that you're better prepared when you're taken by surprise. Which right. is the same principle that combat focus shooting is based on. You know, mm-hmm. the two programs share some of the research. Um, combat focus shooting, and you know, especially Rob bringing to the market the counter ambush uh, training mm-hmm. DVD series and so on. People are really trying to understand better what we do, and basically, if you want to prepare for the worst possible case scenario, is when you're taken by surprise. We all know about awareness and the importance of it, right. but you're, we cannot, you're not. You know, probably ninety percent of the time, or ninety nine point nine percent of the time, you're not going to see a threat coming. You exactly, know, like you said, you're going to get hit by surprise. Exactly, because I can be, you know, scanning the parking lot on the way to the car, and then my phone rings, and my wife has been in a car accident. You know, just takes I'm a in second. No condition to, yeah. to 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 be aware of what's going on around me. Right. Absolutely. So if you integrate the body's natural reaction, both psychological and and physiological, into your training, you're going to be better able yeah. and more efficient. You know, in your response, therefore you're going to be safer, faster, and that's it's basically the condensation. Yeah. So you're building philosophy. muscle memory. You know, everybody talks about muscle memory. So. Yeah, and there is a little bit of a of a disconnect there. You know, in a sense, everybody it, it's a common term that is it's commonly used, but mm. really muscle memory doesn't exist. Uh, through training, you actually strengthen the neurological pathways that. Uh, the brain uses to send message to the rest of the body. Right. So what you're doing, you are uh, enhancing your recognition process, right? There you go. By wrapping the proper responses to the proper stimuli for your context. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that is it's another important part of training that people uh, are not necessarily uh, up to speed with. Right. Yep. Uh, so that's another thing that we try to do both with my company, with IC training and everybody else associated with it and, and PDN as well, mm-hmm. uh, is that it's not just about drills. It's about how you build the program, how you teach what you choose to uh, focus on. Mm-hmm. Right. You can focus on technique and fanciness. You can focus on the most simple things that you can apply to the widest variety of contexts. Right. 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 And obviously the least things your brain has to choose from, the quicker it's going to be to make a decision. You know, there is the Hick principle is what everybody refers to about this situation. You know, if you have multiple choices, mm-hmm. your brain is going to take some time to go through those choices and pick the right one. Right. If you have one or two choices to a determinate 
determinated stimulus. It's going to be quicker. It's going to be quicker, you know, and we go back yeah. again to safer, faster, if you will. There you go. Yeah. The way that you broke that down, I mean, a lot of people don't think about it because um, it's a learned response. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. you've got to learn, you've got to train, otherwise, you're not going to have exactly to have those uh, it, response. It, Exactly. Mechanisms and, and, built in. You know, Dr. Uh, Smith, Dr. Robert Smith from Direct Action Medical Network, was the first uh, one that, you know, said something that really resonated with me. If you're not training, uh, you're flailing, right? Like, yeah. If you're just flailing, if you don't have a program that builds up your skills progressively and you're just, like, get into a panic because the, 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 the choreographed skills that you train are not working mm -hmm. and you're just flaming. So you might yeah. as well... And that applies to anything you do in life. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because that's the thing. Like, you know, in, in, in our industry, you know, everybody focuses on sometimes the wrong thing, you know. Training is, is you know, the science of education has some principles, some, some uh, breakthrough in the past few years that are mm -hmm. really important and you need to integrate that into your program if you want to be taken seriously as an instructor. Right. Otherwise, you just run drills. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, running drills is fun, don't get me wrong, you know, but it's not the best way to prepare you for a realistic encounter. Mm -hmm. And uh, we don't, with my knife program, my focus was to bring to the market a program that can be uh, easy and, and, and quick to learn because it's devoid of any complex uh, choreographed sequence. Keeping it simple, right? Exactly. Keeping exactly. it simple. So I'm just you know, I'm looking at the back of one of your DVDs here. It's the Safer Faster Knife Defense uh, mm -hmm. with PDN. Yeah. And uh, you know you kind of got a list of the topics there for the, for this um, this DVD. Mm -hmm. And you've got the types of knives. Yeah. Um, the different grips and stances. Mm -hmm. uh, knife carry and draw, clear control counter, fundamental knife defense techniques, tactical anatomy. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's important to know yeah. where you need to strike uh, exactly. you know, for, the, for the most uh, benefit. Distance, angle, speed, um, rectangular box drills, mm -hmm. uh, action reaction drills, combat accuracy and training techniques. And then you uh, talked about the scenario drill training. So that kind of goes yeah. into what you're talking about now. In fact, and so the, the Super Faster Knife Defense, the first DVD uh, you know, of the series, is actually the introductionary DVD. So we, we start from the uh, point of view that the person that picks up the DVD you know, doesn't know much about knives. Mm -hmm. So yeah. uh, it starts with very simple things. Like people get wrapped around the design of the blade in a knife, mm -hmm. right? Or this knife looks way killier than that knife. You yeah, know, that like, is like a karambit, you know, or you know? something like that. Yeah. And truly, a knife is a tool first and foremost. So the most important thing in any tool is ergonomics and safety. So you want to look at the knife as how well it fits your hand. Does the uh, handle keep your hand from sliding through when you're pushing through the knife? Mm -hmm. right? Because we, we, we don't realize that uh, if I'm using a knife, you know, and now we're going to get a little bit on the gruesome side of things, but it, yeah, sure. it, it, yeah. it's That's what, part of it, yeah. Exactly. So if you're using a knife to strike a person, uh, you cannot count on always striking soft tissue, muscle, whatever. So you may strike a buckle, you may strike bone, you may strike something hard. So you need to be uh, sure that your hand is secure, that they're going to slide, you know, slide mm -hmm. up and, and, and injure yourself and lose the knife, and then you know, you're back to square one. Right. The other important thing is what kind of lock it has. Right? It, it, it needs to be solid. When you when you punch somebody with a tool, the tool needs to be extremely solid in order right. to It doesn't need to give, pressure, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so uh, you do yourself are, more harm than than you do your assailant. Yeah. Exactly. And so what happens? Like if you focus on the blade or how cool it looks, uh, you're focusing on the wrong thing for yourself. Sure. And and I see at class, you know, some people come with knives that are clearly 
not designed to fit their size hand. They're mm-hmm. either too big or too small, but they like them, and so they buy those. Oh, yeah. uh, or their buddy, you know, somebody, you know, mm-hmm. somebody famous like Alessandro uses that, so I got to use that, you know. Yeah. And and you know, uh, thank you very much. Most of the time, like you know, somebody like Steven Seagal uses that, so I want to use that. But, oh, yeah. Steven Seagal got nothing on you, brother. But uh, you it, probably trained him, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> I will not. I will not comment on that. I guarantee you, Steven Seagal has this these two DVDs in his collection, right? and he watches them every day. You're a very kind man, Marty. You're a very kind man. But you know, going back to to the to the first DVD, so we start from that. We start to give you some basic stuff because frankly as long as you keep your blade sharpened mm-hmm. it's going to do damage right uh, the the body is is you know design of, of kind of right. soft it's, material it's been prepared to do damage exactly yeah and yeah. how you you train and you use it mm-hmm. you know depends on whether yeah. it does its intended job or not exactly and that's where you come into play with your dvds exactly so you know we start from like you know the proper selection of equipment that fits you Right, mm-hmm. and then we move on to you know some basic techniques. We talk about um, you know a few just you know angle you know of attack because we need to be adaptable. Right. I don't I don't stress whether the angle is 45, 33, or whatever because in real life you don't you're not gonna have a goniometer and you're not gonna measure nothing. Yeah, you're not you're gonna, gonna say, hey, wait a minute, I'm not at the right angle here, dude. <laughs> yeah, we really try to develop. Uh, what we call spontaneous circun- uh, circumstantial spontaneity mm-hmm. like you are put in a situation you know one of the drills that is as the most benefit is uh, a partner drill and it's a slow motion partner drill so the partner attacks you with a tool mm-hmm. uh, whether it is a hammer whether it is a, a knife whether it is uh, you know a broken bottle right. but a tool that is realistic that presents an immediate little threat right, right? and you uh, respond to it by intercepting, moving, cutting, and, and every time you strike the person, whether you're slashing or you're stabbing, your partner behaves like it uh, would if he was struck sure. for real. So that realistic movement opens up your next realistic target. Mm-hmm. So we really want to learn target so you, recognition yeah. and application of tool on that target. You know? yeah. uh, so we, 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 you know, in, in real life, if you practice sequences... And the bad guy doesn't know the sequence. <laughs> it's uh, not going to play know, out, right? Yeah, it's yeah. not going to play out to the best, uh, you know, to the best outcome for you. Yeah. And uh, you know that's a very important concept. And unfortunately, and I, I come, you know, my background uh, is in martial arts, so I, I know the world very well. And I know that the more complex and complicated something is, the more a martial arts likes it because he needs, you know, he's been on a lifelong path to better himself, sure. right? But I want to hit the market of the person that carry a knife in the pocket because he likes knife or because he uses a tool. Yeah, he just wants, you know, some self-defense where, you know, uh, maybe a firearm's not an option. Exactly. Or maybe the firearm that they have, you mm-hmm. know, for whatever reason gets out of the fight, then they've got a backup. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I do a specific class for, for law enforcement or CCW carrier where, you know, if you have your, your uh, concealed carrier, your duty weapon on, on your strong side, it doesn't make sense to have the knife there as well. Because if you're fighting for your gun, if, you know, if you're defending a, a gun grab, mm-hmm. you're fighting in the same space, and, and you know, you're not going to be able to access as right. you're fighting. So right. you want to carry your knife on your that opposite side. That parking space is full. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And so by carrying the knife on the opposite side, you have two options sure. to defend yourself from a little threat. Mm-hmm. Somebody goes for your gun, you secure the gun, 
you access your knife on the other side, and then you use a knife to dissuade the person right. from, you know. So I'm assuming that knife carry is just like, um, you know, firearm carry, because everybody's got a different preference on, mm-hmm. you know, yes. where they carry, how they carry. Mm-hmm. Knife carry, I'm, I assume, is, is the same way. I mean, I got a, I've got a place where I, you know, consistently, yes. you know, this is where I like my knife to be. Yes. Uh, it's just for my lifestyle and, you know, what I do, mm-hmm. um, the way I dress, you know, depends yeah. on how and where I carry it. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's the same, like you said, it's the same thing as, as, as when to carry again, right? Mm-hmm. Your key word there that you use was consistency, right? Right. I do stress that it's different for everybody, in a sense. You know, we, we all have different preferences. Yeah. But as long as you keep your knife in the same spot every time, as long as you draw it every time from the same space, you're building consistency, which mm-hmm. we all know that builds efficiency. You know, right. efficiency is achieving your goal with the least time of uh, least amount faster. of time and uh, effort and energy, right? Yeah. So what I advise on people, ideally the best knife to carry for self-defense is a small fixed blade. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, it is illegal to do so in, in most states. Yeah, a lot know. of states. Um, I grew up in Italy. Not Tennessee. I know. Tennessee, Georgia. Tennessee, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I, Iowa. Iowa. I went to teach a class in Iowa at uh, Cedar Valley Outfitter there. And, you know, I, I'm envious of you people who can carry a small fixed blade because yeah, yeah. it's much easier to deploy. It takes less complex uh, motor skills, you know, and, and it's definitely the lock is never going to fail on a fixed blade. Right, you know? yeah. So... Uh, if you can't carry a, a fixed blade, you want to carry folders, right? And mm-hmm. I prefer to carry two folders because if you carry on your strong side only, now I'm pinned against the wall on my strong side. I cannot access that knife. Yeah. It's just like having a backup firearm. you got to have, you know, yeah. you, you want to It doesn't make sense, yeah, to, to carry two, bag, two firearms yeah. side by side. Because like you said, every, every scenario is going to be different. The bad guy is not going to react, you know, like you've trained, mm-hmm. you know, most of the time. So, yes. you know, if you go for your, your one and it's not there, then you've got, you know, another option. You know, exactly. You've got to have options. Options yes. are good, right? Options are good in life. Variety you know? is the spice of life, right? Exactly. Right? Exactly. Alessandro, that's in that the Italian way of life, you know? I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. The variety, that. right? Uh, variety and, you know, <laughs> uh, brings uh, knowledge and, you know, diversity. So I think it's a positive yeah. thing. So let me, let's talk about uh, your preferred knife what what do you prefer mm-hmm. well you know why? i'm uh, i really you know obviously i have a passion for knives you know and so i i, I always like the next knife if mm-hmm. you will yeah but um i do carry uh mostly uh a spider endura with a wave opening mechanism uh-huh. and a griptilian from benchmade you know uh with uh, thumb hole, mm-hmm. right? Yes, quick flip. It's a quick flip, and then on the thumb hole, you can actually put two small um, zip locks, right? Mm-hmm. And that ridge that it creates, it acts like the wave opening mechanism. So, oh, you okay. know, you, you can open it using the least amount of complex motor skill again, because like under stress, if you don't have to fumble your knife to, to open it up, yeah. all the better. And I find that, you know, now there is different. Uh, Mechanisms that are similar to the wave that works as well, you know, a straight face uh, rather than the, than the, the, the curved face and so mm-hmm. on. But the fact of the matter is that I really want to limit the failure points, mm-hmm. the friction points in my draw. Because another thing that is really important that I can stop stressing enough is training the draw. Right? Most martial art, more system, they always train knife fighting as a duel. You know, mm-hmm. and both people have a knife, let's go. Yeah. It's like training for defensive firearm use without ever going from the holster. 
right? right? And if you spend five minutes of a, out of an hour of training to, pra- to practice your draw, mm-hmm. it's not enough, right? So you're developing full sense of security, you're developing it makes bad sense. habits, yeah. right? Yeah. So we spend a lot of time uh, going for our draw, mm-hmm. and we add pressure. We how, to get the knife, pressure. how to get the knife into the fight. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, and, and we do so. Because you've got to get in the fight before you can use it, right? Exactly. That's you know, kind of you know, crucial. Exactly, and that's another reason why we also deal with hand-to-hand skills. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm talking to you, right, and, and you're the bad guy who is uh, engaging and evaluating yeah. me to choose whether to exploit or not, I'm thinking that you're asking direction, you're asking for a secret, you're asking for something while you're waiting for your time to, like, cold cock me. Right, right. right. So I may see that happen. I may be able to duck and so on, but mm-hmm. now... Buy you some time, get you some distance. Exactly. You know, That's where the martial you know, arts come in, because, hand-to-hand. You know, most people uh, realize that you get into a knife fight because somebody is using a knife to scare you and to give him them resources. Mm-hmm. Or you did something wrong to the wrong person, and this guy now is coming for you, right? Yeah. In the first case, you can manage and diffuse the situation better, right? In the second case, it's going to be an ambush. The person is going to come up close from behind, from a hangar, and so he's going to start stabbing you before you even realize you're being stabbed. You mm-hmm. may think you're being punched still, right? Right. So you need to have the skills to stop and control the, the, the limb, the arm limb, in order to access your knife. Because right. We all know that action beats reaction. So if you're in front of me and you go for your gun, you know, or even worse, if you have your gun or your knife in your hand, and Already, we're yeah, talking and you start stabbing, and I go for my weapon, I'm leaving myself open. I need to stop you first mm-hmm. long enough to be able to gain access to my weapon, deploy it, and then use it. Right. You know? and, that makes um, sense. Makes total sense. That and way, that, those, those are all things that you cover in your... Your training courses, right? Correct, correct. Yeah. That just the you know the, the beginning, if you will. But you, you actually know. travel around and uh, yeah, I, I, have, I have the good fortune to, to to be hosted, you know, throughout the states. I'm actually mm-hmm. going back to Italy uh, in um, February and March uh, to teach some classes, both combat focus shooting and safer, faster knife. You know? oh, okay. So uh, it, it's it's so you're do combat ground. focus shooting in uh, uh, in Italy. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Well, what are uh, the what are the gun laws like there? Pardon me. Uh, no, you know, not. it's it's um, one of the reasons why I developed such a good passion for knives is because it, uh, Italy has very similar gun laws to California, so yeah. it's relatively easy to own to go to the range or to go hunting, mm-hmm. but it's almost impossible to get a CCW, right? Gotcha. And um, so I couldn't, and so I'm carrying a knife. So I want to become good with the tool that I can. Right carry around absolutely yeah. um you know same thing when i moved now to do California. they have like knife laws there also in italy they have knife laws unfortunately they're not <coughs> excuse me uh, okay. the the knife laws are even worse than in, in even his cough is sexy <laughs> i'm gonna have to ask pepper to leave the room because i think he's getting turned on by his coughs <laughs> I, I might have to come here and you know my ego gets boosted pretty <laughs> pretty big by you my friend uh, and i'm not even paying him at all mm. No money has exchanged hands, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, because the gun laws are, are pretty restrictive, you know, knives would be the second choice. Unfortunately, in Italy, now, for various reasons we won't get into, they have outlawed carrying knives. Really? Unless you're camping, going for mushroom hunting or fishing. <laughs> mushroom hunting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so... Snipe you know, hunting? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, a- anything but uh, bad guys hunting. Right. Anything yeah. anything except defending yourself and protecting your life. Exactly. You know? You know? That's so ridiculous. And, you know, the interesting thing is that those laws, laws have not stopped 
knife attacks by bad people on good people. Right? That's right. Yeah, I mean, and I it, believe nobody here is going to get shocked by that. Our listeners are, are smart enough to know, you know, that you know the bad guys are always going to break the law. Yeah. You know, that's what they do, and they're going to have the upper hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in, exactly. in situations so, like that. So you know, in in those um, realities, end to end skills become even more important. Right? You because know, I do believe that, <clears throat> like. Anything in life, when we talk about skills, you know, th- th- there is a, a ladder of them, right? Mm-hmm. If you're really good with guns, but you don't have any knife skills, you cannot use the gun to defend yourself. You don't have any hand-to-hand skills, you cannot use the gun to defend yourself. Yeah. What if the gun, you cannot access it, you don't have it with you, and so on. So I think that if you're serious about protecting yourself and, and your loved ones, you know, and that's basically the uh, motto of my company is protect your loved one. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm motivated by giving people the resources and the knowledge to defend themselves, to defend the people that they love, right? And so uh, when we talk about that, you cannot just trust one tool to do the job, right? Uh, So if you're serious about your personal protection, if you're serious about, you know, that, you you want to also build up some skills with empty hands, Mm -hmm. with knife, and knife skills translate to impact tools, translate to picking up a, a golf club, translate to picking up a bottle, you know. Right. Uh, so it, it really becomes... The motions and the fluidity, every, you know, everything, it, yeah. it relates to one it, another. It's pretty it much, to, you know, yeah. uh, But the key is to get training, you know. you got to get the training. Exactly. Uh, you, you can have the the tools and, you know, everything mm-hmm. there at your disposal, but if you don't know how to use them, they're not going to do you any good. Exactly. And that's where Alessandro comes into play with his uh, safe, Safer, Faster Defense. Mm-hmm. Um, how can they get in touch with you if they want to, to take some of your courses? Uh, uh, well, you can Obviously, they can buy your DVDs and watch it at home, but there's nothing mm-hmm. like getting... Getting personal training from the man himself, Alessandro. <laughs> Thank you very much, Matthew. <laughs> uh, yes, and, and of course, you know, the training is a good introduction. The DVD is a good introduction. Right, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, for, you know, the, the, the classes, and it can be one-day or two-day classes, uh, you can contact me, contact me on uh, ALE at SaferFasterDefense.com. Uh, my website is uh, com as well. And, you know, you got information on everything that uh, we teach. And I'm going to translate that for, for our listeners. Uh, Thank you very much. Because yeah, I, I speak Italian, you know, so I'm going to translate. It's A-L-E, Alpha Lima Echo, right, mm-hmm. at saferfasterdefense.com. And that's his email address. Mm-hmm. Correct. And then the website is just saferfasterdefense.com. I couldn't have said it better myself. Well, you did. You actually did. <laughs> so, Alessandro, greatly appreciate you being on the show, man, mm-hmm. uh, celebrating our 100th episode with us here. Yeah, at congratulations the, on that, man. The 2015 SHOT Show. Uh, I would love to take your courses sometime. I've not, I've not had a knife defense mm-hmm. course, so I and think I could greatly benefit from that. I think so, too. A lot, a lot of people that shoot, like one, one of the things that you know gave me a little bit of spark to come up with the program is the fact that I go to the range, I teach classes, and every shooter has a knife in their pocket, but maybe 5% have any training with their knives, right? Right. And if they have training, some of them are from martial arts, which, you know, you're wasting quite a bit of time learning things that you're not going to apply in real life. So yeah, focus on what you need, absolutely. you know? Absolutely. With yeah. all due respect to So they can, get, can they get your DVDs there? They go to PDN to get your, your DV, uh, DVDs? They, they can get my DVDs uh, on, the web, on the website. Okay. Uh, so at saverfasterdefense.com, there is okay. the shop, so you can get them there, or you can get them through PDN as well. Okay. Uh, you know, and 
And you've got a list on your website of where you're going to be, uh, where you're going to be holding uh, yes. courses. Do you yes, do private indeed. courses also? I do private courses. Uh, you know, I do courses for law enforcement. I do courses for you know for big groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I really have a, you know, this passion drives me. So I really want to teach. So whether there is you know two people, whether there is ten people, yeah. you're getting the same quality because uh, I'm I'm driven to transmit the skills that I've right. learned over the years. Yeah. And you train uh, ladies as well, right? Yes, I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I lot, do. A lot of ladies. You probably get more ladies that, that want to take your course I don't like than guys, right? going. I want to uh, send a big kiss to my wife at home, <laughs> uh, Robin. But, uh, no, no disrespect, uh, Mrs. Alessandro. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, frankly, I, I do a lot of self-defense uh, classes for women. And, uh, I right. and all kidding aside, though, I mean, yeah, yes. absolutely. I mean, this, because this is something that that's you know, men, women. Uh, yes, they, they, they can greatly benefit from. Like one mm-hmm. of the things that I do uh, when I teach my self-defense you know, for women classes, uh, you know, you go through hand-to-hand skills and scenarios with role players in, you mm-hmm. know, and they have to defend themselves hand-to-hand. Right. Then I literally spend five minutes explaining where to keep the knife, how to open it, and where to stab and I put them through the same scenarios, just show them how much easier it is to defend yourself once you have a tool. And yeah. it's incredibly easier. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So they, they, that drives home the necessity for, like, uh, for learning more skills like that. Yeah. So you, have you had a chance to walk around the, the show and check everything out? Uh, I haven't had a chance to walk around that much yet. You know, I have the good fortune of uh, helping out at the SWAT magazine booth. You mm-hmm. know, So uh, I'm planning to do so yeah. after the interview. Now, do you write articles as well? Do you do- uh, I'm going to start this year. You know, uh, obviously, f- it, it, it's, uh, for me, writing is a labor of love. And, right. and so I really need to approach it uh, in a more professional way and, and, you know, <laughs> and get more content down. Yeah. You know? yeah. You've got uh, to train. Yes, yeah. you got just like writing, you know? exactly. Yeah. Just like knife, you gotta, I have you good to instructor in writing, like you know Grant Cunningham, you know uh, yeah. Rob Carson are really good people that I follow. You know Rob Pincus, obviously. Yeah, and yeah. so you know I look for my mentors in in, in uh, every skill that I need to improve. You yeah. know, and and I hope that you know you guys do so as well. And uh, by the way, you know, if you don't know about Personal Defense Network, it's a great source of information for training with gun, medical training, uh, non-lethal, lethal. So make mm-hmm. sure you check out the website. And at- ICE training at icetraining.us also. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. you know, obviously I'm, I'm really close to ICE training. And uh, one of the great, great uh, advantages is that all the training that, you see all the course of the DVD are varied and they're, you know, based on observation and mm-hmm. evidence on science, you know, so it's not, uh, there's not one DVD on the PDN on the IC training side that has not been vetted by, you know, and peer reviewed in a sense right. by the community right. and is based on actual it's relevant content. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Alessandro, appreciate you being on the show, buddy. Nice meeting you. Um, Maybe we do some more stuff together in the future. I would love to. I would love yeah. to. You know, we we just maybe you know, maybe take surface. one of your courses and we can you know maybe do some videos. Oh, by all means, like that. Yeah, by all means, that, that, yeah. that would maybe be that would time. be a lot of fun, and and uh, you know we can get a little bit more in depth because you know obviously if you don't shut me up, I can talk about this for quite a while. Longer. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, we love guests like you, and and you've missed my partner Zeke. Uh, mm-hmm. who, who's normally here with me. He's my sidekick. All right. Uh, or maybe I'm his sidekick. We're each other's sidekick. <laughs> well, he's not here. But so he's a big he's guy. He's like 6'8". Uh-huh. He's a big dude. 
Yeah. Uh, we miss him. Wish he was here. He he had to go to the hospital. Oh, Zeke, uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah, you missed you missed the sexy man, but we'll get you back on and uh, mm-hmm. we'll introduce the two of you. Um, but I'm sure that we're going to do some more stuff in the future. Definitely. All right. Sounds like a plan, man. Right. Thank you very much for the opportunity to be on the show. And uh, on behalf of Zeke, as always, keep your loved ones close. And keep your blades even closer. There you go. Alessandro, check him out, guys. Thank you very much. Bye. And all right, guys, welcome back to the 100th episode of Talking Lead at the 2015 SHOT Show, sponsored by the Artificial Shoulder Pocket, ASP.co. Check those guys out. We have got a special guest for our 100th episode here at the 2015 SHOT Show. We've got Chris Chang. Hello. Today. It is really good to be here. Thanks for yes, having me. Yes, man. It's been it's been a little trial and tribulation getting you here, but uh, we got you. <laughs> yeah, I mean the uh, the main thing if if you if you have not heard my voice before, this is this is not my normal voice. This is the <laughs> this is the day four of shot show voice where it sounds We're like all I'm a getting, little like, raspy, aren't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah, but. Like, trying to talk but i can't talk yeah but it is it has been so much fun i mean for for those listeners who have not been to shot show it's i think gosh upwards of like 70 some thousand people it's crazy it's absolutely nuts yeah and and you know for for those of us who've been in the industry for a while you just get to see all your friends who it is for many of us our friends here in the industry are family yeah and you get to catch up and hang out and have you get to see each other you know on your travels once here once there but then when you come here you know it's just like everybody comes together and hangs out and has a good time it's really wonderful and of course on top of it all we get to shoot guns and see a lot of cool new stuff in addition to that yes we get to shoot guns (laughs) our life our lives are terrible we suck (laughs) but you know it's it's a great feeling though to be at be at shot show you see all of the stuff that that is going on at shot show and you hear you also reference that back to all the the negativity that our industry gets and you, you see it, and you're just like, how can these people be so mad at us all the time? And yeah. So that's what Spectre and I were talking about earlier is just the camaraderie that the gun community has. You know, everybody is so positive and, and uh, willing to help each other and go out of their way. It's just like, I, mean, I don't see how this negativity outside our community exists. It's hard for us to understand, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think my take on it is if you look at comments made by sportscaster Brian Gumbel the other day in Rolling Stone magazine, you know, he, he did not have flatter things to say about the NRA mm-hmm. and I'm a lifetime member of the NRA and I'm very closely associated with the NRA as an NRA news commentator and I have a feeling people like Brian Gumbel has not shot guns he doesn't know right. gun people he doesn't know any members of the NRA they're, they're speaking ill of something that they don't know about right and know? and how can you take advice from somebody like that yeah I, I, I just I feel like uh, comments like that from Brian Gumbel who is has nothing to do with our industry i just i don't i don't i don't care i don't care what he has to right. say so you gotta look at the source yeah is what you're saying yeah, yeah right you i mean a general life philosophy for me is if i don't understand something i'm gonna go understand it i right. want to go do the activity meet people in that community talk to them learn who they are why do they do what they do mm-hmm. instead of you know Every community has some sort of negative stereotypes to them. Absolutely. Yeah. Which usually once you meet a person or people in that community are, are typically you, that negative stereotype is dispelled or at least right. it's understood a little bit better. And that's sort of the main point, I think, right. is just having these conversations. And that's the key. I mean, you, it's ignorance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's some, and I'm not saying somebody's stupid. I'm just saying right. they're ignorance. They're lack of knowledge of a certain 
industry or you know whatever it may be. And, and so you're either by choice or or they they or or not. No, <laughs> but, yeah, or yeah, exactly. Yeah, but but for someone like Bryant Gumble, I mean, look, I mean, the the reality is he's he's very popular. Mm-hmm. He has been in the broadcast industry oh, for many no years. But you, then he, you you compile it by putting in Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. How popular is Rolling Stone? Yeah, right? I mean, my point is, I, he knows what he's doing. Yes, I mean, he, he's, he's got an a, agenda. He he's got an agenda. He's he's got a controversial personality style, and he knows when he says inflammatory things like this that. He's going to get eyeballs. Look at what he's – I mean he's gotten us to talk about this and that is, that is you know, probably a big part of his goal. He's looking yeah. to, you know, he's put a big stick the in the hornet's nest. It gives, and, it gives him, you know, some spotlight yep. at the same time. Yep. You know, so but look, his flame going. Yeah, but look, I mean he's going to lose this argument because he is on the side of restricting freedoms. If you're against the NRA and, and Second Amendment – advocates you're going to lose because absolutely because it's been proven right time and time again because it's it's us here talking today it's listeners hearing us right now we're the ones who are passionate we're the ones who have something to lose and we're going to protect our rights we're bryant gumbel and other anti-gunners they don't have anything to lose they're right. just trying to th- they're just trying to restrict rights in, in the in the false sense of mind that it's going to make them safer yeah. when obviously they're throwing they're- spitballs and they're hoping it sticks on the wall you know mm-hmm. and they know it's not going to stick but it's going to be there for a little bit yeah so they get that you know that that brief time of sticking on the wall but then it goes away and they get that emotional satisfaction of well we did something, right. and I and feel safer when really, really, it's it's, it's not effective. You don't have to look any farther point, than you know? than just recently the Paris situation. No civilians own guns in Paris. Half the cops don't have guns. I was gonna say, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, right? Even the policemen, who you know, in many parts of America, people are they grow up thinking and, and learning that hey, if you're in trouble, call the police, and mm-hmm. someone, a good guy with a gun, is going to come to save you. And that obviously that's not the case. That's not the case. Even you know, even here in America, yeah. right? Sometimes there was a really interesting documentary called um, the Outdoor Channel just premiered it called uh, Safe Safe uh, Safe Haven. It was talking about that the average police response time in America is 10 minutes. And obviously that can vary greatly depending on if you're in a dense urban area mm-hmm. or if you're out in the sticks. I mean, that could be, you know, two-minute response time versus an hour, hour exactly, response yeah. time. And that's the range we're talking about. And when you're looking at active shooter mass shooting situations, there's, a, there's somebody they getting shot every eight to ten seconds. That's yeah. just a statistical fact. Right. So when we're talking about... Active shooter, mass shooting situations, this is really a response time challenge. Mm-hmm. So you need to have someone, a good guy with a gun, that is in closest proximity to the active shooter to stop the threat. Mm-hmm. So if a police officer is going to take 10 minutes to arrive and just do the math, 8 to 10 seconds, some there's going to be another victim getting shot. Right. Now, if we're talking about the context of a school, what if it's a school resource officer that's armed or a trained and armed teacher, teacher. or a, just a, a, just a CC, staff member, you know, someone someone who is trained 
you even if you reduce that res, that first responder time by five minutes, right? Instead of ten minutes for the police, it's five minutes for someone to engage the shooter. Then you know you're saving a lot of lives. And um, I thought it was it was really interesting for Safe Haven this documentary mm-hmm. to use the first responder context. So anyone who's an EMT or uh, who knows CPR, who's been sure. trained in CPR or first aid, there's a first responder framework, right? So if you are just a civilian, you see someone drop and they're grasping their chest and they're having a heart attack, you as a first responder, if you know CPR, or if you're just doing simple chest yeah. compressions, yeah. And that can that can save someone's life before, right, we the EMTs a, and the paramedics come. That's a great point. I'm glad you said that. We had a, a guest on earlier, Caleb, with Lone Star Medic, and, you know, we were talking about the importance of, uh, you know, obviously if you're on a firearm, you know, you need to train and be proficient. But, you know, what are the odds that you're going to actually get in, you know, a confrontation with your firearm? You know, so medical training is imperative. Everyone should get medical training as well because you're going to experience somebody in a car wreck or a heart attack or, you know, like you're saying, uh, a lot more in your lifetime than you know you're going to be you know in a gunfight. Yeah, and it's a, it's an interesting angle to take about you know talking about just general first aid and and, and uh, you know self defense and personal protection. These are all skills yeah. that you hope you never have to use. Mm-hmm. But in the event that you need to, you're going to be real damn glad that you know how to protect yourself, protect your loved ones, save someone's life. I remember when I was eight years old and had a family dinner. And my great-grandfather, who was, let's see, he was like 90-something at the time, he started choking. You know, we were eating chicken, and, you know, he got a chicken bone stuck in his throat, and he's sitting there, like, suffocating. And my dad knew CPR, so he got behind him, you know, little Heimlich maneuver, go. boom, out came the, uh, the, the bone. And, you know, it was literally that simple. Yeah. But, right, if, if my father didn't know the Heimlich maneuver, then who knows, you know, what right. would have happened. You are an NRA spokesman. Uh, just to clarify, I'm not an NRA spokesman. I'm an NRA News commentator oh, okay. who provides opinion and perspective on gun culture and gun community. But I do That's not. That's a long title. Yes, <laughs> but I do not. I do not speak on behalf of the NRA. There are official NRA spokespeople. Okay, like, it all says all that. You got one right there, right, right in front. Of you, so you can take a look during the break. Yeah. So, so in addition to that, you're also a competitive shooter as uh, three gunner. Every, Three gun, yeah, yeah. Everybody uh, knows you from your fame, obviously. Top shot. That, yeah, that would yeah. be, I think, my, my my primary claim to fame. That yeah. really just opened up tremendous opportunities for me. And um, you know, I, I look at where I've come from, having worked at Google for five years before. Yeah, you've got a very interesting story. You know, we were talking about it the other day. You know, talking about your Google background and, and coming from Google. Yeah, I mean, the Silicon Valley world. I mean, technology was my wheelhouse. And after uh, deciding that someone like me, who has a self-taught amateur background, could go on a show like Top Shot and beat all the seasoned pros, and uh, that <laughs> take idea all their, take all their badgering. And- yeah, and <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah, right. And then, you know, taking that dream, that aspiration, turning it into a reality. And I think about how what's my story could only have happened in America. Right. There's just no other country in the world that can provide an opportunity like this. And I feel so blessed that the hard work that I put into training to win Top Shot has you know not it didn't just end at winning top shot yeah. it's all resulted it wasn't in for not yeah, yeah it's just you know i've been meeting 
some you know real fantastic people in the industry and I'm you know building a career Absolutely. out of shooting guns, yeah. talking about guns and yeah, it's it's just it's just truly truly been uh an honor and a privilege to be a part of this community that has been so welcoming to um people like me and right. and anyone really who's interested in the shooting sports. Yeah. Well, you know, and and NRA be damned, you know, whether you're a spokesman or not, you should be an NRA spokesman. Yeah, well, I mean, thank you. <laughs> that, I mean, you, you're very well spoken, obviously, you know. Uh, you're very well educated in, in the firearms industry, the the Second Amendment. You're very pro-Second Amendment, obviously, you know, which is Indeed. what we, we do on this show. So uh, I think uh, I speak on behalf of, of all the, the firearms industry and in that, you know, we appreciate everything that you do and are doing for our industry. Well, thank you. It has been it has been so much fun, and I encourage everyone to exercise your Second Amendment rights. And even if that just means go to the range, rip yeah. off a few rounds, or, or bring somebody with you. Bring somebody with exactly. It's, it's bring, never been there. Bring new folks in, and, and maybe this is a good segue to talk about my new book called "Shoot to Win." It's, Absolutely, it's a book for beginning shooters who are interested in learning how to shoot a pistol, a rifle, or a shotgun really focuses on the core fundamentals of, mm-hmm. of marksmanship. And it is from my perspective of having been a new shooter who didn't really know much and got really overwhelmed by all this information out there, right? Like if you mm-hmm. were trying to learn a new body of knowledge, how do you separate between the beginner, the intermediate, and the advanced content? Because I mean, we all we all know in the gun world, everyone's got a you know piece of advice for you know for oh, a yeah. shooter. Grip it this way, you know, angle your fingers, whatever. Uh-huh. And and so I remember as a as a, a relatively new shooter, okay, how do I just get rid of all the noise and really focus on what is going to make me a good really good you. shooter? Yeah. And so that's what I share in the book is for this is literally guns 101. I'm talking uber simple for pistols. Which way does the magazine face? Which is which way's forward? Mm-hmm. Which way do cartridges go in? And no, they're not bullets until you shoot them and they exit the barrel <laughs> of the gun, right? All of yeah. all of just these a lot of these and basic they're not clips, they're magazines. Right, right. they're not clips. So here's a picture of a clip. Yeah, right. right. Moon clips clip. and you know M1. You know, cl- like, there are clips, and here's an example. But I think what has been interesting for me to see. I mean, I'm only two and a half years into the firearms industry, and I mean, I'm still. I consider myself very much a, a newbie, a rookie in that regard. Yeah. But well, like our friends say at Student of the Gun. You know, we're always a student of the game. Indeed. We're always learning. Yeah, I mean, a quick tangent. I mean, even some of the best shooters in the world, like Jerry Michelick and Taryn Butler and Rob Vogel, I'm friends with all of them, and they're even talking about all the time mm-hmm. new things that they're trying to make themselves even better. I mean, they, right. are, they are in the, the, the most, you know, top, top sliver, upper echelon the of the 1%, shooting world. Yeah. And they are lifelong students of the gun. And that is super inspiring for me. And I think anyone else that pays attention to, you know, these, these top, top caliber shooters. Um, but, yeah, you know, with Shoot to Win, it, this is about just focusing on those core fundamentals. Yeah, so this is a great, for, uh, great book for the, the, the beginner, if somebody's just getting into it or maybe considering getting into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, can, they can get your book, and it's going to help, you know, kind of give them the, like you said, the, 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 the foundation. First, the foundation. There you go, the foundational knowledge of, of getting into it and getting involved with it. And I wanted to really remove 
the fear factor that a lot of people have and, and the intimidation. And that's what I find. Yeah, it's, it's the fear and the intimidation that keeps a lot of people from from doing it. And it's mm-hmm. again, it goes back to the ignorance, the yeah. unknown, and the education. Exactly. Yeah. And our girls from from Mesa Ta- Tactical, Lucy uh, and yeah, uh, Zuli and, Zuli, and yeah. Lucy were here, and they were talking about you know how intimidated they were. Uh, when they first got into it, you know, but once they, they, they went to the range and they started shooting for the first time, it's just like, you know, this isn't everything that, you know, people were telling me it was, you know, so, and they're, you know, uh, Lucy's got seven guns now. Yeah. Yeah. She's rocking it, you know, (laughs) that's rad. And, uh, you know, a big part of shoot to win too. it, it, uh, it has a lot of fun anecdotes from my time on top shot from working at Google, from being a musician and from playing baseball and a very high level what I did to win Top Shot mm-hmm. was I pulled skills from these other areas of my life that were right. not shooting related. Things like how do you how do you survive and thrive under pressure and stress? Right. Like Top Shot is is a stressful competition. Absolutely. I had plenty of stressful work experiences at Google that I tapped into during the Top Shot competition. So you to related make sure. it to that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you took your life experiences and. You know, kind of plugged it into that. Yeah, the, I mean, this is like scenario. taking a cross-functional approach to being successful in your life, and it's my approach to to, to life. And you know, share, I want to share that with anyone who's who's interested in that yeah. perspective. And, and I'm really looking forward to reading reading your book too. I haven't I haven't read it yet. You know, don't don't smack me or anything. But oh, it's okay. Yeah, how no, long has it been out? It's only been out for three months, okay. and uh, the first the first so run. Yeah, oh yeah, you got a great excuse. <laughs> the first run sold out in two weeks. Congratulations! And thank you. My awesome. my publisher was freaking out because they were just totally unprepared and caught off they guard. Expecting it, huh? Yeah, but this is like one of those good problems to have. Yeah. and uh, for me as a first time author, opportunity, not a problem. Right. right. <laughs> and for me as a first time author, it's just been thrilling and a lot of fun and uh you know just uh you gotta figure i mean i don't know what to do to you know to sell a book i mean maybe the second book i'll <laughs> know what you i'm doing the publisher you know that's that's what they do right so actually dirty dirty little secret mm-hmm. in the in the publishing world for anybody listening who's ever considering writing their own book the publisher will possibly help you edit and they publish your book but the author is responsible for pushing sales. Really? Yeah, the publisher, I mean, of course, it depends on which publisher you go to, but generally speaking, the publisher's role is just to, to get the book printed. Huh. But in terms of selling the books, like, you know, you've got to be out you've at be book signings and, and it, right? you know, other groups that are, you know, going to be potential customers for your book. And for me, it, this all goes back down to a very simple concept, though. Like I was mentioning earlier about putting in hard work mm-hmm. and then the time and the you effort. Put the effort in, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so for winning top shots, like, hey, you know, this is not the kind of thing where talking about something is going to produce results. You've just got to go train, mm-hmm. and you gotta, you've got to win. And with right. the book, it's okay. I'm not going to talk about selling the book. I'm going to be you know, <laughs> pressing the flesh. And, yeah. You can get them printed. And, you can write it. And you know, if it's sitting at your house and you're waiting for people to come knock on your door to, to give it to them, it's not going to happen. Yeah, right? yeah. But it's been very, very fun like being an entrepreneur. I, I, it feels very entrepreneurial for me. And uh, I kind of you know, consider myself in like, the small business you know, kind of <laughs> kind of section of America. And it can really relate to a lot of these struggles that you know, entrepreneurs and small businesses must face just dealing with everything from like supply chain and inventory and you know cash balances and just 
all sorts of you know things just happen in business. But uh, you know, with with uh, you know entrepreneurial spirit that we have in America, you just got to be persevering and positive, and you make stuff happen. And there you go. Obviously, you know America beacon of freedom and hope and promise and if you work hard enough and if you're smart enough you know you can you can do great you things gotta take here those lemons and you gotta make lemonade yep indeed I a little bit of sugar too It'll, yeah well you know <laughs> once, once you get that lemonade then you you know you spice it up <laughs> with some vodka with some vodka, <laughs> oh, that's vodka and sugar. What, did you bring that i mean i've got a cup over here what, what ne- next interview I'm, I'll, I'll bring you the bartender kit. yes sir yes sir there's got to be a few bur- few booths out there serving alcohol we got no, they yeah. were last night. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so the, yeah, behind the scenes secret of Shot go. Show is there are booths. So the Loophole booth. Oh, full, full disclosure, I'm sponsored by Loophole. Oh, okay. uh, they <laughs> they uh, they they serve beer. At, I think you know three thirty. They started today. They got a keg from Deschutes Brewery, which is a local brewery in Oregon. We got to hurry and get down there. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of other booths that 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 serve beer. Yeah, we beer were at uh, after the, hours. Um, the Coleman. Esky, yeah, their new their new cooler Esky. They they were uh, they had some uh, kegs tapped there. Very nice last night. But yeah, there's several uh, places around to and remember have adult people, beverage. We're we are talking. You know, we are at Shot Show and it is guns and all that sort of stuff. But you, no, this everything is not a range is, activity. No, uh, this com- is this is a completely cold. Yeah. Before they bring Inert the guns, guns in or anything like that, they are all checked. You know, there's all the firing pins are removed, yeah, and there's these you know these tags got that very got rigorous, put on each gun yeah. saying, "Oh yeah, the firing Checking pins removed, system. it's disabled." Yeah, they're very well, thorough. They do their job very well. So, so tell our listeners where they can get your book, Chris. Shoot to Win is available on Amazon and on iTunes. So if you want a hard copy book or digital copy for your iPad, or your iPhone, or your Kindle, or your Nook, it's available in digital format as well. Very cool. Very cool. Chris, we appreciate you being on the show today, buddy. Thanks for having me. I always have a, a really great time chatting with you. When you get you. some more time, we're going we're gonna to have you on. We'll do a longer show with you. Excellent. I would love that. Now, your book's already been released. We can't do like a grand release. Uh, we missed that, dadgummit. We can we well, we can you know do it do it do it pretend you know grand release yeah right, I guess, <laughs> which is X three gun or is it like well or is it like you know when you move into a new home or apartment you have up until the one year point to right have your housewarming parties so maybe we can like, take that approach okay yeah, yeah yeah absolutely yeah. we'll do like a, a re-release <laughs> yeah <laughs> but oh uh, yeah my next three gun match is probably uh, superstition mystery mountain which is uh, right in uh, Phoenix Arizona right okay. in that area really really fun match is that uh, open to the public can they come out and, and yeah watch it? you know any, we got listeners out there yeah any three gun or action you know, pistol or action uh, shooting competition, they're all open to the public. So, you know, you don't have to pay an entrance or guest fee. Uh, just, yeah, literally come, just come up and come watch and show up. for anyone who, you know, if you love Jerry Mitchlick, Taryn Butler, uh, Keith Garcia, Daniel Horner, I mean, just all of these these icons in the shooting industry, they're there at these matches, Chris and Chang. we all just hang out. <laughs> We're all just hanging out, and if you want to come and see the action and, and, and talk to Jerry and, and other folks, it's, they're it's all, uh, very they're, accessible. They're all approachable, too. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Super nice. They are. And, and you know, uh, if, 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 if you haven't seen a three-gun match, like I really do suggest if you haven't seen one that you go see one because – there's they're a reason fun. they're open to the public. They're yeah. fun. Yeah. They're cool. It's uh, 
And a lot of people don't realize that three gun is actually used. Yeah. They're not just a, shooting a, paper targets, you know, who gets closest to the bullseye. I mean, these guys are <laughs> running around, you know, grabbing different uh, steel plates, yeah, yeah getting hitting, knocked around, and it's definitely entertaining. Hitting the dirt, you know, rolling around dirt. It's cool. Yeah, and cool a lot of people don't realize that uh, actually it is a test bed for some of the developments that we see in weapons technology. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, I can definitely speak to loophole. You know, putting a lot that's of the their reason scopes. why we're seeing you know the the firearms getting a lot lighter mm-hmm. nowadays. And uh, to speak from a, a official point of view, some of the some military units use before they get uh, new test throw items, throw they, it in the. It's the actually they say gunners. what is what is three gun not broken? We want to start there. Come on in. <laughs> Join. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Rob Pinkus! Sounds like a monkey. <laughs> oh, okay. No. He was hooting. He was, yeah. He's in Arsenio Hall. I know, I've never, this is a weird This is a super, like... super secret location, so you got to keep it under wraps. Is this live? No, we're, no, we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> it would, it would. One day we'll have that capability. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, thank you so much for being on the show. You're very welcome. Thanks again for having me. Had a, had a great time. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon.